Hello, everybody. How you doing? Um, this is Duke, and I'm here to cause some problems. Not problems for hardworking men. Not problems for loving women. Uh, today, I'm here to cause problems for people who actually think they get away with secretly being abusive, rebellious, dishonoring, disrespectful. Now, I know that I could have chosen to just speak about the condition itself of narcissism and the behaviors of abusers, but I chose not to because everybody seems to find a, a way to say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. He's not talking about me. Um, I said, no, you know, I want to I want to talk specifically to uh, each group, specifically to women. I wanted to have a conversation with women about uh, another group of women. So there's these wonderful women, women of stature, standard, strong women who we love and appreciate. And then there's this other group of women who work very hard at who there's this other group of women. So there's these wonderful women that uh, great men, good men would be blessed to be with. And, you know, you're blessed to have as a mother, blessed to have as a, uh, as, as a mate and so on. But then there's this other group of women that are utter nightmares because they're unhappy with their own lives and they take it out on their men and they drive their men insane and they're a complete pain in the buttocks area. All right. Now, I need you to understand something. You know, there are so many good men being run in the ground, all right, because they're with crazy women. Now, men make a joke a lot of times and say there's no such thing as, you know, all women are crazy. I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree at all. I think there's some women that are absolutely amazing. Uh, but at the same time, there are women out there that are absolutely insane. And, and society as a whole has given women a blanket like this camouflage that they can hide behind uh, where it's like, oh, you would never believe that a woman would be abusive to their man, you know, uh, mentally, emotionally, because women, we all, everyone shuts down. Look at the power that women have. Everyone shuts down when they see their smile, when they hear their voice, when they turn their head a certain way and act all nice. But that husband... That husband is seeing a vicious person. And usually men are already thinking to themselves that they're the problem. The men will already, no matter how much he loves his wife, and I'm talking about a specific group of people, by the way. There are these men who genuinely are trying to make their wives happy, but they don't realize they got the wrong woman. They don't accept that they got the wrong woman. They don't understand that they got a woman who was probably a bully to her parents. He was probably a bully to her parents who knows no boundaries of disrespect because she's not happy with herself. And for one thing I noticed that I'm like, why are women so mean to each other? That was the first thing that caught, that caught me. Like, you know, all my life I've just noticed how mean women are to each other, right? And it's because 
a lot of times women know women know more about women than men do. <laughs> and I know someone's gonna go, duh, but it's it's not a duh situation. It's not a duh situation, folks. Realistically, you know, moms, I feel bad for moms a lot of times because moms uh they can see the danger of women. They can see the danger of women where their sons are, uh, are so in love, right? Their sons are so in love, they can't see the son, the daughter, the, the woman, you know, manipulating. So moms a lot of times are caught in the middle because especially moms who have, who are trying to protect their, their sons from this crazy woman, they can't because they can't say anything because the son is so caught up into the crazy woman that the mom can't defend. You know, you don't understand how many times my mom tried to tell me, Duke, stay away from this woman. She's crazy. This, you know, I mean, even down to my ex-wife, it was like, don't marry her. You know, and like, seriously, the amount of thousands of people who tried to tell me not to marry my ex-wife, but I was so in love, you know, thanks for, I was so in love. And it's just like, okay, you're throwing your life away. This person is going to do this, this, and this to you. No, they won't. They love me. Listen, listen, guys. Do you realize that pretty much, uh, pretty much, my, my, right, right now, my ex-wife is is pretty much getting money from me. She's getting paid. Now, I want you to think about this. This is why I'm, this is one of the main reasons I'm trying to protect men right now. My wife right now stepped out on the marriage, and she's getting paid. I'm taking care of a child that I find out is not mine. And she gets paid and the child gets paid for the rest of their life uh, because of, so she got paid to have an affair basically. That's so I, I, I know this intimately and I know how people like the, the women like to play and pretend like they're so one of not saying men don't do it. Cause I know when you have these, these conversations, it sounds polarizing, but I'm, I'm focusing, I'm not polarizing. I'm focusing on uh, the, the abuse of women right now. We, we, We've, we, we know about the abuse of man. I mean, the media talks about the abuse of man. The whole world stops with the abuse of man. The abuse of man, we know the story of the abuse of man. The abuse of man has many different angles, many different faces. You know, the abuse of man, we get it. The abuse of man story is real. I'm not being dismissive, but I am saying what has been underestimated for so long. And I'm also including, I understand that women have been misused and abused for thousands of years. I want to make that out. I want to throw that out there. Uh, I want to throw that out there for real. Women have been mistreated. And so men can't be crying boo-hoo because women are starting to kick back now. It's starting to, they're starting to kick back and they're saying, hey, I don't want to, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. We're, we're, you know, because there's always going to be that learning curve of how to really treat people because, you know, but I'm just saying, we have to understand that women have been mistreated for so long. There's a lot of stuff to that. All right. Now, however, I am talking about the modern day woman, the, the, the abusive woman of today. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the abusive woman. If you say I'm talking about women, I'm going to tell you, you're not paying attention to the conversation. I'm talking about abusive women right now. I'm not talking about, so I need everybody to understand I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about abusive women right now. You know, this is what, what, what everybody has to understand. So I'm trying to be as clear as possible. Once again, 
I'm not talking about women, okay? I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about abusive women, their behaviors, what to watch out for. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, uh, the manipulation. I'm talking about the uh, the the holding hostage, you know, holding children against the, 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 the fathers and telling them they can't ever see them again. I'm talking about, like, I'm not talking, please understand, I'm not talking about women i'm talking about the abusive woman i want everybody to be clear about that so um i want to, the, the rebellious woman even the woman that w- refuses to listen and constantly has to la- learn the hard way and at the end of the day she takes down her family with her uh she destroys her own family with her own two hands the scripture actually calls it the foolish woman uh to be totally honest with you the scripture calls it the foolish woman but I'm choosing to talk about the uh, concept. This is a very important subject. Many men are dying uh, unhappy. They're, they're dying alone. They're dying unhappy. They're dying with their kids' misunderstanding. They're dying emasculated. Okay, this is some serious stuff that I'm talking to you about. And um, it, it, you know, a lot of people are scared to talk about women. Uh, a lot of people are scared to talk about because when women get mad, you know, they'll blast you on social media and stuff like that. I want everybody to understand you're talking to the one guy that does not care one bit what you think. If you get offended, if you anything like that, like, listen, guys, I know what I'm talking about. So, and I know that there's different situations. There's different scenarios. I understand all of that. So listen to me. I understand all of that people. You know what I mean? I, I, I get it. I, I understand that there are many different variables, many different scenarios. However, I know that there are a bunch of men out here who are suffering because they fall in love with someone who played them. They played the presentation that was uh, beautiful and gentle and wonderful, which means they know the behavior of a sane person. These crazy chicks out here, they actually know how sane people operate. Think about that. Because they know not to act a fool in front of other people, okay? They wait until they're alone. They wait. And yes, men do the same thing. The the abusive man does the same thing. But again, I'm focusing on the crazy woman. I'm not focusing on the crazy man right now. The reason why is because when a woman says that her man is abusing her, Everyone immediately will believe it. When the woman says her man is abuser, the the, the uh, everyone will believe it. You know, um, but when a man says a woman is abusing her, nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. You know, I mean, it, it's it's absolutely amazing uh, the amount of people. Hold on, I'm sending this out to. To as many people as I know, as many people as I can, uh, I want everybody to. I want everybody to join this conversation if possible. Uh, you know, p- feel free to comment. Um, you know, everyone's welcome to comment on this, uh, and 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 I want everybody to to know what this is. I'm, I'm promoting it to everybody. You know, so just sending it out to different people. But feel free to comment, please comment. 
because I will read your comments. We'll promote you. We'll put your comment up there. I want to, I want to have a conversation with you. I'm specifically talking about abusive women. So I'm not talking about abusive men. I'm not talking about all women. I'm talking about abusive women. These are women who are so angry that their life has not turned out the way they did or they wanted it to. And so they take it out on, you know, uh, the guy that they're with, or they had some kind of diabolical plan that uh, their life was supposed to turn out a different way. And then it didn't. And so they, again, once again, they take it out on the man. Uh, Usually when women settle, okay. When women settle, it's a scary thing because often the man is falling in love and he's in genuine, genuinely in love and he gets his heart broken. Women have been destroying hearts, men. Um, women have been destroying man's heart for, listen, while women are, are little girls, these particular, well, actually this is, this is how it works. Ladies, I want to tell you, men are more emotional than you. I want to be honest with you. Uh, this is, some guys are going to be like, don't, you, you tell them all our secrets. Men are more emotional than women, okay? That's the first thing. The reason why that has to be true is because women have to be prepared to love a man-child or a woman-child, female-child or a male-child, and whatever comes with that, whether the father's there or not there. The woman usually is already preparing herself for the future, trying to figure things out, strategizing. She's 20 steps ahead. So she, a woman will, women are better at talking about their emotions. Women are better at, you know, and a lot of times deal with it, but, but men are more emotional. A woman will say something, will say something and not even be intending to destroy a man and the man can crumble. Why, why do you think, now I want you to think about when we, when we talk about manhood, okay, when we talk about manhood, I want you to consider this. <clears throat> Manhood is very complicated because everyone's asking, well, what does a man do? And we say, well, a man provides and protects. Okay, so when you just, when you even hear that, a man provides and protects, right? Well, you would think that that providing and protecting would be worthy of honor. You would think that that would be worthy of, you know, uh, honor, that would be worthy of respect, you know. And so if a man is to honor, uh, provide, and protect, right? But that the reason we know that it's almost like someone trying to sell some kind of product, uh, yes, tr- your man is this. It's like, no, that's a human being that also needs love. Now, I want you guys to think about this. I want you guys to think about this. A man, his mother, in, in most normal situations, a man, his mother has his back. His mother is there for him. His mother loves him. His mother, right or wrong, his mother cares about him. His mother will fight for him. And he has this ultimate, wonderful, this amazing fan. His mother is everything, right? His mother's everything. And then he falls in love. Look at how serious this is. He falls in love with a woman and he's to the point where he'll do anything for the woman. To the point where he'll leave this guaranteed love from his mother, this care, this coddling, this nurturing. He will leave his mother and his father. He will leave her, that that situation, for a woman. All right? To the point where the woman can, 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 
when the parents can see clearly this woman is crazy, right? This woman is crazy. The, the parents can see it. The child, the, 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 the son is so in love. Women have the ability, these crazy chicks have the ability to win a man's heart because men are already unguarded in their heart because they're already told they're not supposed to feel this way. They're not supposed to. So when a woman touches a man's heart and makes him feel safe and makes him feel like he can be vulnerable, but really this crazy woman is just collecting data on how she's going to expose his weaknesses, expose his vulnerabilities, and destroy him if he should ever try to break free from her. Some women want men as pets. They want men as pets. All they want to do, they don't want to work. They just want to sit home and have babies. They just want to, and then then hold the babies hostage from the man. There, there's women that will slap a man, emasculate a man. I've over the last 20 years, the amount of phone calls, the amount of men who have come to me. And now I want to tell you the reason why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because here's what happens to men. Listen to me. Here's what happens, fellas. The crazy chick that's abusing you and everything you're trying to do to win her heart so she appreciates the love that you're trying to give, everything that you're trying to do, here's what usually happens. She ends up leaving you anyway. That's what happens. That's what happens. It's, I've seen it a million times. The guy keeps trying to win her heart, keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps trying, and she leaves him anyway. Do you want to know why? Because it was never love. It was always settle until I actually get what I want. This is why, men, you've got to understand, you have to, we teach women how to value themselves. We, you know, we want what's best for them, but we've got to do a better job at teaching men how to value themselves. First of all, I'm going to say it straight up. You don't just give your seed to anyone. I repeat, men. Do not just give your seed to anyone. That is your inheritance. That is your family bloodline. Men, you need to ask yourself, do you want that woman to be the mother of your children? Do you want, and I'm talking about before marriage, before you guys have sex, while you guys are talking and getting to know each other, you got to be able to say, do you want the mother, this to be the mother of your children? Do you really want her parents to be your kids' grandparents? This is so serious, guys, because you get with a crazy chick, they will take a chunk out of your life, and you can't get it back. You can't get the time you wasted, can't get the money you wasted, and listen, Christian folk, you got to watch out for Christian folks, because they will talk you into hanging in there, and next thing you know, you're hanging from a tree, because you said, I can't take it anymore. You will, you will, women, listen, you get with the wrong woman. You will ruin your life. And I watch these. I watch so many. Uh, you know what I notice? I'll be honest with you. You know what I notice? Uh, I notice that. I notice that one of the patterns that these women do. Uh, one of the patterns that these women do is they they start to try to separate you first from your friends. 
and then from your family and then they try to like compete with your family and, and try to make your lawyer i know I, I used to tell a friend of mine uh his wife was always just being rude to his mother and if he ever whenever he said don't talk to my mother this way she would get she like oh you mama's boy and then she would attack him and then when the mom would say hey, don't talk to my son like that he would say don't talk to my wife like that it was a mess and the woman just wanted to know she psychologically had him under control you know uh this is what's interesting you know uh this is what's so interesting is that a lot of people don't understand this okay a lot of people don't understand this i mean that's serious the Bible warns us about crazy women. So before you decide to get offended, especially if you're a believer, the Bible warns. Hey, can you guys hand me my Bible? The Bible warns us about crazy women. They exist. They exist, folks. If, if, if we're about to find out that aliens exist, you got to accept the fact that crazy women exist. Now, some, some, some of you men are going to say, you know, some of you men are going to say, well, all women are crazy. Hey, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. There are some wonderful, great women out here. I'm talking about crazy chicks right now. Listen, pretty much everybody I ever dated was crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I, I'm also a pro. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I need you guys to understand, without a shadow of a doubt, that, if, that most men, it's easier for them to, to, to say, okay, honey, yes, honey. And, and it's not just for sex. It's not. Men, we cherish our heart. Our heart is everything. So what happens, again, I'm going to use this example. When we were kids and a guy fell in love with a girl, that was a real thing. 13, 14, maybe even 10, 11. They really felt the magic and power of love in their heart. Now, here's what happens. While the girl's trying to figure things out and the boy is trying to do everything, to be romantic, sing, dance, whatever he's got to do, she rips out his heart. And like, nah, I don't want this because she's trying to figure things out. So she doesn't even know what she's capable of in the amount of just men who's... And I, I told my daughters this because my daughters are, are very beautiful. I told my daughters this. I said, listen... You're not going to have a problem finding a man that falls in love with you. That's the thing. It's like you, you guys, there's going to be a bunch of guys that fall in love with you. This is what I told my daughters. There's going to be a bunch of a bunch of guys you're going to fall in love with. The key is for you to find a guy that you want to love, that you want to care for, that you want, you can see yourself caring for this person and standing by this person and fighting for this person and, and, and lifting them up and building them up and encouraging them. That's the gift that you are. You want to be that to, to a man. You want to be, you know, but if, if, if men and women are making the mistake of identifying who loves them by who makes them happy versus do I want to serve you? Do I want to build you up? Do I want to encourage you? Do I, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm all, I'm 
All I want you to do is see how wonderful you are. I want you to see how great you are. I want you to see, you know, know, I'll take risks to show your greatness. That is a beautiful thing. Thanks. You know, that is a beautiful thing. When two people come together because they want to build each other up, right? That's a wonderful thing when two people come together because they want to build each other up. But the problem is, right, with these crazy chicks, they know how to act like that. They know how to play the role. They know how to say the right things. But at the end of the day, when they're alone and the lights go out and the full moon arises, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But when things don't go their way, who they truly are shows up, okay? This is what really happens, folks. And, and mothers are trying to save their sons from these situations. I feel so bad for a lot of these moms whose sons are caught up with crazy women and you have to just stand by and watch as your son gets slaughtered because he gave his heart to a crazy chick. Abusive, narcissistic women absolutely exist. And men, you've got to know how to protect your destiny, okay? Men, you've got to stand on the word of God. Now, I'm going to show you guys something. All right. I'm going to show you guys something. I'm going to pull it up so you guys can see it. I'm going to pull it up so you guys can see it. Now, you got to understand this. It says, okay, uh, hold on one second. Here we go. We got a comment. Real settlement of a man is 90% dependable on the relationship he is with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and listen, guys, again, again. I am talking about abusive, narcissistic women. I am not talking about all women, so I want to make that clear. Uh, but the, the reality is that when men are, when men get, when they decide that they want to give themselves to a woman and they want to serve a woman, they, they want to be that. We know that abusive men exist. We know that crazy men exist. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about there's this. Most people will believe a woman over a man. I had a woman push me down the stairs, 15 stairs, push me down 15 stairs, and then say, no one will believe you. (laughs) Because, well, she actually said, because I'm a white woman. No one will believe you because I'm a white woman. I never felt so powerless, hopeless in my life. She's. She said that one time we were arguing and she just drops to the ground while I'm standing there. She just, she gets in my face and I said, get out of my face. And she drops to the ground and just, and then showed me her power. And she just said it again. No one will believe you. And I'm like, so I know what this stuff looks like, folks. I've been through it. I've, I've, I've been through it. And everyone will know. Listen, the belief, it's amazing how people believe the predator. This is how I know people aren't really praying. This this is, honest to God, God, this is how I know people don't really pray uh, and study their Bible and and really have like like power with God. This is how I know because of stuff like this. Like I know based off, you know, uh, (laughs) based off the way 
people treat each other based off the way people respond. Like, like, where's your discernment? You know, where's your discernment when it comes to relationship? Guys, crazy women exist. All right. And, and society doesn't want to hear that. It's something weird. You know, uh, that, that, you know, you just, you see a, a person and by the way, crazy comes in pretty. Oh guys, listen, a lot of, like this is part of the problem. Like, well, guys, a lot of this is your fault. To be honest with you, a lot of this is your fault, guys. Crazy comes in pretty as well, okay? Because you'll fall in love with a girl because she's pretty, and then not see her personality. That some of the most beautiful flowers and most beautiful creatures in the sky, in the water, and in the plant life community, the more beautiful they are. And the more they depend on their beauty, a lot of times that's the cover-up of their character. Good God. That's a lot of times they have, they, they, it's not that they just like to carry themselves nicely. It's that they're vicious and they're ugly on the inside. So they need everybody to see their beauty on the outside because it's, it's covering up how ugly they are on the inside. And again, I'm talking about abusive narcissistic women and the reason why i'm doing it is because so many good men have fallen to the wayside and their dreams have been destroyed because they got with a crazy chick you know what i mean they got with a crazy chick okay they got with a, a woman that didn't care about them they got with a woman that didn't have their best intentions at heart they got with a woman that only saw them as a tool or as a resource. They got with a woman with no discipline. They got with a woman with no self-control. They got with a woman with no honor. They got with a woman that was bullheaded and strong-minded and hadn't saw everything their own way. There's nothing wrong with being smart. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, uh, intelligent. There's nothing like all, all that's that's important. But we've got to keep in mind. And there's a place where it's just like, man, what in the world? You know, like I, I've seen guys get so humiliated, so embarrassed. I've seen women, you know, making scenes at guys' jobs and just like it's it, it, it's it's a, it's interesting. I've seen women uh, tell, I've seen women tell men that they're gonna make sure their kids grow up to hate them, and so they make up stuff to tell the kids. So that they can be mad at them all the time. Guys, we got to talk about this. Men, you got to protect your heart. You got to know your value. You know what I mean? You got to know your value. These, these, and again, my heart goes out to the moms. If you're out there and you know what I'm talking about at all, please comment. If you're a mom and you're out there, I would love for you to chime in. Uh, I'd love to hear from you about this particular subject. I'd love to know to know what you think. Uh, I would love to know uh, how you feel about it. Uh, I, this would be absolutely amazing conversation to have. Uh, you know, I would love to know what your feelings are about this. If you're a mom and you know what it's like, or even if you are, if you're if if you're a woman who uh, have, has seen what I'm talking about before, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? What do you think? How do you feel? And I'm asking ladies. Ladies, what do you think about women who abuse their their men? What do you think about women that are um, uh, narcissistic, 
what do you think about it? I just want to hear from you. Uh, please leave, leave your comments. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think about this. Um, and please really think about it, you know, and don't be scared. Because I, I do notice something. There are women out there that <laughs> genuinely do not trust women. And, and, and men, you can try to talk about how much we know and all this other stuff. But seriously, women have this gift uh, and this ability to identify, like, like you'll, 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 somebody will say something like, Hey, uh, you don't want to mess with this one right here. You know, uh, or, Hey, a woman will be like, I, I can see she's flirting with you when a man won't even know a man won't even have a clue that she's flirting. Women have this intuition that is just absolutely amazing. Uh, but, uh, I also know that there's a viciousness to women that we have to all listen. If, there, if there's if there's man and there's woman, right? There's man and there's woman. And if the man is more physical, and then a woman has to be like like if there's nothing more dangerous to a man and a woman other than a man and a woman. So like, and we we give this pass to women because we think they're fragile. You know, we think they're this. We think, if I was a woman, I would, I'd be like, I'll take that. Yeah, I want you to underestimate me so I can manipulate you. Do you? You? They'll never. You would never think this, guys. You got to protect yourself. You got to know before we even start talking about marriage and things like that. You got to know who you're partnering with. You know, if the scripture says, "Know those that labor amongst you." You got to know who you're partnering with. Now, I do understand that uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like the Bible, you know, that that talks about divorce and things like that. But I want to remind you. I want to remind you uh, very carefully that, <laughs> and this is real stuff here. I want to remind you that the Bible also says. You know, not to be unequally yoked. That's both parties' responsibility to not be unequally yoked. That's both parties' responsibility. Uh, that means if you marry a crazy chick, it, it's absolutely, even though she played the role, it's absolutely your fault. If you end up with a crazy chick, it's absolutely, trust me, I know that part too. I married a crazy chick and it was absolutely my fault uh, because I thought that I could change them. Uh, and, and we know that that's a story that a lot of women do. They they always think that uh, that they could change them and they could change somebody. Guys, be careful with that because you can't change anybody. I wish somebody would help me uh, help me preach this. <laughs> I wish somebody would have a story to tell or something because uh, this is where a lot of things go wrong in relationships. You gotta be you gotta be prepared to be with somebody that can go through some stuff. You know what I mean? You got to be prepared to be with somebody that can go through some stuff. If you marry a person that's not ready to go through some stuff where everything has to be perfect, you know, uh, where everything has to be perfect, everything has to be great, you are going, uh, you're going to be destroyed because the person that you're with, if, if all the weight falls on you, you know, if the person that you're with all, all the way falls, this is what I'm saying. This is what the issue is. If the person you're with all the way falls on you because everything needs to be perfect and, and life doesn't give us perfect situations. 
You can have the perfect husband, the perfect wife, but then an illness or something like that can happen to your children. But if they don't know how to handle things, okay, they'll crumble under the pressure of life. And that's not something you want to do. If everything has to be perfect, and if if the if your partner has a need to destroy you and embarrass you and down talk you, oh guys, oh guys, do you understand the amount of encouragement that men absolutely need? The amount of encouragement that men, you know, I, I hear women say a lot of times, "I ain't gonna be his mama." Well, let me explain something to you. you. You're not you're not supposed to be his mama. You're supposed to be more. You're supposed to be more, and he's supposed to be more than a father. It's it's the more part. We're not supposed to lose anything. We're not supposed to lose care. We're not supposed to lose nurture. We're not supposed to lose support. Why would a man go? Yeah, I guess I'm going to go into this world where I'm just completely abused. And mistreated and misguided. And I wish women, the the and I, again, I'm talking about abusive women. I'm not talking about all women. I'm talking about abusive women who are uh, mistreating their men, who are disrespectful. Now, I do know this. There are a lot of punk fathers out there who let their kids talk about them any kind of way or talk to them any kind of way. Okay. There are a lot of punk fathers out there who, you know, seriously, uh, there are a lot of just bad dads out there who let their kids say whatever they want to, you know, and act however they want to. And, you know, um, and so the end result of that is that the daughter does not, the daughter grows up not knowing how to respect men. This is what happens. The daughter grows up not knowing how to respect men uh, and the daughter ends up disrespecting the husband. Usually she pulls them in by being nice and sweet and kind. But then, uh, and, and always, listen to this, listen to this. Always pay attention to men. It's okay if you go, honey, I noticed that you don't have a problem disrespecting me. Why is that? Have the uncomfortable conversations. Have the uncomfortable conversations. Guys, have the uncomfortable conversations because, listen, I, I want to save marriages. I want to. I want people to be in good marriages and good relationships. And I do believe people can learn and change. But usually, people have bad behavior because they get away with it for so long. You know, I am a narcissistic. I'm a narcissist's worst nightmare. I'm a narcissistic person's worst nightmare. I got nothing to do but make you look stupid. I got, I got nothing to do but just be like, nah, you're not getting away with that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. No, no narcissists can't, <laughs> narcissists can't handle me because of the fact that I don't, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, yo, listen, <laughs> you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, when, when, I, when, when narcissists sit down with me and try to tell me how their partner is wrong about everything, how their wife is wrong about everything, how their mom is wrong about everything, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start with you first. We'll get to everybody else and how you got all messed up, but we're going to start with you. How did you become a jerk? Let's start with that story. Tell me the story how you became a jerk. And I want to hear, I became a jerk by this way. Bypass all the 
victimization talk. Nobody liked me. My feelings got hurt when I was in, when I was in kindergarten. You know, <laughs> like, come on, man. <sighs> Guys, the way we treat each other is important. Uh, and I, and here's what's gonna happen. I'm telling you right now. Here's what's gonna happen. And this is this is the real thing, folks. Uh, what's gonna happen is uh, we're causing some problems. We're gonna cause some problems. See, married people, married people keep a lot of secrets. Right? Married people keep. A, I noticed that married people have no problem of uh, walking around acting like everything's fine. Everything's great, especially, especially people in ministry. People in ministry are profound at faking it and making everyone seem like everything's so great. They're so happy. Everything's so wonderful. And then behind closed doors, you know, it's a different story. I'm going to actually try to get a psychiatrist on you know, uh, and I want to talk to them. I'm going to get a psychiatrist on actually. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Uh, and I, 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 I got it. I guarantee you, like, we've got to talk about this because abusive women have been able to, you know, play the, they play the victim so well, you know what I mean? They play the victim so well. I know the word. Well, one of my other concerns is that, um, the term Karen constantly gets used. I'm starting to get to a point where that's really bothering me. Um, you know, I mean, that's really, that's really bothering me. You know, and I, and, you know, I was telling my wife, I was like, yo, you know, this is not, this is not okay. That, that this word is being thrown around so easily. Uh, and, it, you know, it's going to end up becoming a problem. Uh, and that's one of the issues is that it, and that's exactly what it is it's it, you know people are just using it now and that's a tactic of oh you know men uh doing that that's a tactic uh of men to, to try to just you know dumb people down or a political party or whatever um <laughs> you know uh hold on one second i'm pulling this up <laughs> let's see here uh Dangerous women. I'll say dangerous women in the Bible. All right, let's see this thing. So what I want to do is I'm going to pull this up so you guys can see how I search. All right, here we go. Let's see here. 25 warnings in the Bible uh, versus about evil women and bad wives look at this look at this this is bible so for anyone who wants to get offended uh, foolish and A woman talking about this. 
you know, people, you know, we've got to keep Here we go. All right, I'm back. <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs> he came in and went, then went up. There we go. All right. So again, we are not talking about all women. We are simply talking about. We're not talking about all women. We are simply talking about abusive women. That's what we're talking about. And some of the behaviors of abusive women is one disrespecting you in front of your children. That's one thing that abusive women will do. Uh, and of course, abusive men do the same thing, but we're talking about abusive women. I, I, I noticed the subject when if, if, uh, black people are talking about black issues in, in front of white people or the effects of slavery or something like that. A lot of white people say, oh, no, well, oh, you know, and it's like, yeah, listen, I know you're trying to, to, I know it's uncomfortable, just, you know, be quiet. Just don't say anything. Just let it be. Uh, not that your words aren't valuable, not that you don't have thoughts, but what happens is um, there's a, there is the frequency where when we can just acknowledge, just acknowledge someone that, that the cause, the effect of something is a reality. Like the effect of uh, a man being abused by a woman is a reality. The, the, the reality that a man 
can't cry out for help when he's being abused because society doesn't believe him. And so now, you know, when, when a mom is trying to tell everybody, you know, this, this woman is abusing my son. This woman is no, nobody believes him. And I I'm telling you the amount, especially in the black culture, you know, especially in the black culture, uh, there's these women that's like, oh, I'm a strong black woman. No, you're an abusive narcissist. You know, you're not a strong black, you're an abusive narcissist. And I'm not talking about the strong black women that are doing it right. Oh, praise God. God bless you. God bless you. But I'm talking about crazy chicks. Crazy chicks exist, guys. And unfortunately, the, 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 the most interesting thing is crazy chicks know how to nice. I, I, it blows my mind how many women read the Bible and and themselves. Am I one of these? Am I am I a Jezebel? Do I do I do I emasculate my husband? Do I make him feel stupid in front of people? Do I down talk my husband? You know, do I try to take his authority? Do I try to take him? Do I try to make him look stupid in front of friends? Do I, do I allow him to lead? You know, if you look at what Jezebel did, anyway, I don't even know what this is. I'm just going to read it. Uh, this is the, one of the first things I looked up. It says, evil woman and bad wives. Let's see what we're looking at here. Uh, Bible verses about evil women. Scriptures let us know to stay from evil women. They are greedy, rebellious, unsubmissive, wicked, adulterous, gossiping, slandering, immoral women, bad wives, and evil women in the Bible have done great damage, such as lead Solomon astray, betray Samson, and, uh, and ordering, ordering the killing of John the Baptist. Evil women will cause a Christian men to compromise and sin. They are the wrong, they're on the wrong path and will bring up. I, I just randomly found this because uh, in every nice size church, there are worldly women, but they, they're by Satan to trap godly men. Very true. In every church, I've seen, uh, they might profess to know Christ, but watch out. It doesn't matter how beautiful she is. It doesn't matter if she, uh, if you, if one prays, it's most giving signs that she, she will not be a submissive wife in the relationship. It is best for Christian man to, uh, to Christian man to find a true Christian woman. Proverbs thirty one tells she will do him good and not evil all the days of his life. What do you look, guys? There, there is a difference between a godly woman and a tragedy. It's and you got to know. That some of these women out here are just tragedies waiting down. They know the whole song and dance, but they're petty. They'll drive you insane. If they don't get their way, they'll act stupid. They'll they can't see themselves. Okay? They can't see themselves. And I want you to know this. They're never gonna see themselves. 
Okay, narcissistic woman, or woman, when you're dealing with a narcissistic woman, you're going to lose every time. You're going to lose your life. You're going to lose your, your love. You're going to waste time. You could be spending time with your family. You have time. You're going to lose. You are going to lose. Narcissists are determined to see themselves to win. They're determined. They'll never admit it. They'll never, never run. You know, do not be the person. Okay. Do not be the person in this situation. You don't understand how low abusive narcissists will go. Do you know that I have seen, I had a couple come in one time. I was at this church and I had a couple, I was doing uh, counseling with this couple. And every time he started to talk about how he really felt, she would pinch him. So I finally said something about it. I said, hey, why do you, why do, you do that? She said, do what? I was like, every time he starts to say something really intimate about how he feels, you pinch him. She goes, no, I don't do that. And I was like, yeah, so you're a crazy chick. I actually said that. I, I did. I said, I was like, yeah, so you're a crazy chick. You you don't want to admit that, that I can, you're killing this guy. Just from that. I was like, not saying he's perfect, but you drive him insane. And then when he gets there, you play the victim. And that's what you guys' pattern is. You drive him insane because you don't identify with your craziness. You don't see what you do to him. You don't see how you make him so insane to the point where he feels physically attacked, where he attacks you, loses self-control, and then you get the benefit of playing the victim and then saying things like, oh, you're supposed to be a man of God or, oh, you're supposed to do this and that, you know. But it's really a toxic relationship is what you guys have. And, And they've been married for 15 years doing this. 15 years doing this. You know, finding out they're pulling guns on each other and all types of crazy stuff was happening, man. It was wild. It was wild. But but here's the thing. Most men are talking to men about women. Most women are talking to women about men. My question is why don't we talk to each other? Can anybody answer that for me, for me? Why don't we talk to each other to figure out, like, why is it is it awkward or something for men to go up to women and say, "Hey, I'm trying to understand women better, and I would like to know this." And I know that every woman is different; every woman is completely different. So I I totally get that, you know. But but I want to know what you think about it. I want to know what you feel about this. Um, how do you feel about that? Why, you know, why are, why are, why are the two genders not communicating to each other? You know what I mean? That's what I want to know. Why, why aren't the two genders having a conversation with each other about, uh, about this? Why aren't they talking to each other? You know, uh, and I feel sorry again. I, I guys, y'all don't understand. I feel so bad. For the mothers whose sons are the victims of narcissistic, abusive women, uh, they, these women, the guys, guys, I want to tell you something. This is gonna, I, I, I want to tell you something straight up. Okay? These women will have you locked up 
Okay. I, I These women will have you locked up, thrown in jail. And when you get out, they'll bail you out. <laughs> they'll be there to pick you up. They'll, they'll lie on you, have you thrown in jail, be there to pick you up and act like nothing happened. Crazy chicks are, are crazy. Now, I got to tell you, there, there, there is the crazy chick that's way more balanced. There's a crazy chick that will manipulate you, right, and, and, and promise to get better, but she never will. She, she'll promise that she, she won't hurt you anymore, but she always will. It, it, so she, she tries to play on your heart. And, and you've got to be you've got to be so brave to to say hey i'm not gonna let you disrespect me like this and and it's like what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do well I'll tell you what i'm gonna do is well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna and you find a mature way to handle it i'm gonna find a mature way to handle it you're like uh, we're gonna go end up going to counseling because one of the things i know about wicked people they don't like to be exposed wicked people do not like to be exposed. I'm going to say that again. If you want to, you want to, that's one of the reasons why I drive people crazy is because they try to, they try to do stuff to me privately. And I, I, that, listen, guys, I will, if I see you trying to be, if I see you're abusive and narcissistic, you will end up on Facebook. You will end up, I'll be like, yo, look, so we're having this argument about this, this, and this. And she says this. What do you guys think? If I, if I see that stuff, you want to know why? Because evil hates to be exposed. They love to be able to, you know, and, and here's the thing. You'll know somebody's really crazy when they don't mind being crazy in public. But if all of a sudden they stop because somebody can see who they really are, oh, dude, you, you're like, you don't even know. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if if they don't keep, like, I'll know somebody's, like, I'll know somebody's really hurting, okay, I'll know somebody's really hurting because they're hurting, but, but if, if somebody, if I just walk into the room and I see that you're being abusive, do you know how, do you know how much love men need? And I've seen women know that men need love, and they say the most hurtful things. They say the most hurtful things, and they do it on purpose. Do you want to know why they do it on purpose? Because they genuinely don't care about the person. That's why. And they don't want to admit that they don't care about the person. You know what I mean? They don't want to admit they don't care about the person. That's the issue. Men, Women will abuse men and then say it's love. You know, or I was just trying to protect you, or I just love you. You know, uh, and it, it's, it's all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and it, it, it's sad. Let's see here. We got a comment on one of the. Let me see. Uh, I can't see all the comments uh, on the the Facebook, but I can see it on you know the the original one for some reason. Not it didn't come through, but there was a comment, so I'm going to post that here. Wow. All right, so Portia Bryant is the one that made this comment. Portia Bryant says, uh, I, I am one of the good ones. 
married now 22, uh, 22 years. My passion is helping believers to develop a better relationship with their emotions uh, for their life. To, hey, um, Portia, would you, can I invite you into the conversation? Would you mind, would you mind coming on? Um, you, would you, let me see here. I, would say, I don't know if she's watching still. Um, I'm going to see if I can get Portia Bryant to come on to the, uh, to the pot, to the cast. Uh, this will be really good. She's actually a counselor. She helps people deal with their behavior. Uh, let me see if I can get her to come on uh, so we can talk about this. <laughs> She's going to probably be like, I want you to choose another word other than crazy chicks. <laughs> uh, let's see. Like you. And I'm going to see if I can get her on. That would be absolutely amazing uh, to have someone like this. Now, abusive women, you know, uh, I, I know that this is hard, especially if you've been abused by a man. I know you're like, you know, or, or I, I've already, in the beginning of this, I've already made it clear that, hey, we know that women have been misused and abused for thousands of years, uh, and it's not okay. And uh, we just want to address the fact that it doesn't mean that, Abusive women don't exist. Abusive women absolutely exist. Abusive women are dangerous because they also set the tone of what uh, uh, they also set the tone of what parents uh, what, how like how their children are going to respond to authority. Like there are men who 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 grow up and end up hating women. There are men who end up hating women, and and th- I'm not I'm not even not guys. I did, I pastor some dark stuff. So when you guys ask me why am I so crazy, you don't know what I actually minister to. So when a, when a guy is about to 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 he's plotting on becoming a serial killer, and he reveals this stuff to me that he wanted to be a serial killer, and, and he's trying to be. I have to find out why. And and when we start talking and dialoguing, and, and he starts telling me. That he was with an abusive mother, and his dad, uh, his dad was passive, and he had an abusive mother. So he grew up with a hate for women, and he wanted to overpower. You know, uh, okay. She said not for a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> she knows. Everybody knows. Duke's not short-winded. Duke's very. Duke is long-winded. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how to get the messenger. Uh, link is in messenger. All right. So here's the situation, guys. Uh, the reality is that crazy women exist. Mental illness exists in men and women. Uh, damaging, damaged people exist, okay? Um, damaged people exist. And this is where you have to understand not, not, not everyone is evil. Some people are damaged. And because of the way our society is so rush, rush into the next 
level like you're supposed to be married by now you're supposed to be well what you're supposed to be is healed before you make another life decision that's going to also affect other people and also affect you know life itself and also affect people you know like th that's that's what you're supposed to do forget about saying i'm 25 i'm not married yet i'm 25 i don't have kids yet if you're 25 and you're a complete looney tune you don't need to have kids you need to chill out relax you know hold on hold your horses you'll know, get right now we ain't talking about waiting like church like i gotta i want to get right and then i'll go to church no when it comes this is where this rule does apply when it comes to you marrying somebody nobody has to accept you the way you are now, i hear me on this if you are abusive and crazy you are undeserving of a relationship you need to get right you, nobody should be abused, not a man or a woman. But again, I'm talking about the, 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 the fact that women can hide behind the idea of a woman. You know, they get, women can hide behind the idea of, I would never do that. I, you know, the, I'm the sweet one. I'm, the, you know, like they, they, they can hide behind that. So there's this camouflage. But I, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I want to expose the crazy chicks. I want to expose crazy chicks by letting you know we know you exist. <laughs> All right. So I promised Portion that we won't be on too long. I promise because she knows Duke is Duke is a man of few words, right? <laughs> So how you doing, Portia Bryant? Oh, magnificent this evening, sir. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining. You know, I'm always doing something crazy, uh, spontaneous. But over the years, I found like it was. I can't believe I never thought of it before. But over the years, I started thinking about the amount of marriages where men were coming to me telling me that they were being abused, and I honestly, I remember my initial response, like. That happens. I, I remember thinking that and feeling that. So, first of all, what do you think about the idea of men being abused? My experience with being able to understand a male's perspective was uh, being a parent liaison at an elementary school in Portsmouth, where it was my responsibility to engage the parents. Ah. And but not only did I do that, but I started a program called the Watchdog Dad program. Now, this is at a, a Title I school where everyone count, counted the dads out and said, you know, our dad, our kid children, you know, our dads aren't involved and that won't work with this population. And virtually said, don't do it here because it's not going to work. And so because I am the person who I am. I said, okay, well, thank you. Not only will I, you know, give it a shot, but, um, you know, 150 dads came out on a Monday night after a three-day weekend for the, wow. for, the, for the launch. And that only happened because of the level of engagement. And in my reaching out to uh, them personally, calling their telephones, you know, two, three times before the event, I um, was able to establish relationships so they let me know about how, um, you know, many times mm, listen to the other end of the spectrum, right? Uh, say moms won't put their um, 
put the father's names down in the registration or or uh, for the child in the school or you know not being able to to speak to their children on the telephone or you know a, a dad buying a buying a child a phone and, and the mom you know breaking it or not allowing the child to engage in conversations and then they're right. able to talk to their dad from from the school so that's that's what I being an advocate in the community um, from the perspective of a parent liaison that's that was my my first um, you know initial encounter, yeah. en encounter with um, a dad's perspective or men's perspective rather yeah, and I do know that there's there's a so part because I know you you help people deal with their behavior, and and I'm I'm a, I, I, I I'm I'm attached to this uh, belief. I, I, I really believe this. I tell people all the time, parents, whatever flaws, attitudes, and behaviors you don't feel like dealing with with your kids because they annoy you, yeah. when they become an adult someone's going to have to deal with that whether it's putting it in check or being a victim of it so if it's a temper tantrum so when i thought about how a woman would become abusive there's the obvious one uh from the the amount of oppression that women have been through for thousands of years uh and finally there's a generation where women are rising up and, and have a voice that you know i can see how misinterpreting what power is can turn into abuse men do that as well uh but then there's this one where it's like this dad that never corrected his daughter. And now she's, and, and she flipped out on dad and she has no problem on flipping out on husband because no one has ever been brave enough to put her in check. Does that make sense? Yes. A lack of discipline. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, so, so, it, so, the the woman that but here's the thing though here's what's crazy why is it that these that abusive people know how to behave in public why is that like why why how, how do they know how they know exactly what what people are supposed to do but then behind closed doors it's a different story Okay, you're saying knowing how to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. And knowing how to turn it on and turn it off is it's just a part of that individual survival uh, survival uh, techniques. And they know that they cannot survive if they take um, ratchetness out into the community. Right. If they're exposed. Because I know, and here, here's the thing too, is that I know that and I was saying this, and I want to tell me what you think about me when I say this, that it's, you know, I know that men and women are like the apex predators of the world, right? I get that. But that also means we're literally the most dangerous people. We're the most dangerous creatures to each other, men and women. We're the most dangerous. And so, you know, there's this, I, I'm like, women have been given like a, a, a blanket, a camouflage, the smile, the, you know, the, the, and you would think, it just it's it's just easier to believe a woman when she says she's being abused and when a man says <laughs> what do you think that is is it is it that society painted this picture of the fragile woman and she's innocent da, 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 da. what do you think that is well uh, definitely i mean we have uh 
we have a society that has uh, a culture that's taken taken on more of a, a misogynistic uh, um, perspective and uh, more more of a, a male dominance um, culture. So that seems more of of, of a of an oxymoron, um, so to speak, to, for you to say that a, a woman is being abusive to a man when uh, um, historically it is a, as a man. I gotcha. Um, you know, dominated in, in, and, you know, professionally dominated domestically in all areas of life, he's dominated. So no one wants to um, embrace a perspective that will go against the norm of what they have um, seen and, and experienced as their own reality, especially if they've been a part of wanting that to be the culture as well. Yeah, because, and, and, you know, again, I think it's very interesting because, you know, uh, the way that the abusive person, uh, but in this, I'm, I'm focused. I'm, I already made it clear for people. Like, I know that abusive men exist. I know that there's great women out there. But I'm talking about the abusive because I know I, it's so funny how the abusive person can clearly see a topic, disgusting, exact their exact behavior, and then just be like, "Oh, that must be for someone else. That's not for me." And just you know, what I mean, so I'm being as detailed as possible because I want to convict the heart of the person that's being abused. Like, listen, we know you exist. And what you're doing is wrong. And I, I'm praying that that somehow something is said that pricks their heart so that they can see themselves. Uh, but I, I find it interesting how the predator can play the victim so well. Right. And of course, you know, the predator can play the victim because she has been victimized. And so it's easier for her to be believed because of the track record that has been um, stricken against her. Wow. So abusive women have, have, some, have been abused in some way or form. Right. Yeah. I think about when, when I hear that, I think about, say, someone being picked on at school really badly and then they turn into, or, or, you know, whoever wants them. Some, somebody ends up wanting them, even when they thought they were un, unadmirable, you know, and, and undesirable, but somebody wanted them. And I can see them becoming abusive in the sense of somebody wanted me, now I, I have mine. So there's like a selfishness, you know, coming from that damage of, of feeling unwanted for so long. But then I think that there's an abusive woman who is angry because her plans in life haven't turned out the way, and now she has to settle. I, I think some of the most abused men and women are people where the other person settled for them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And so that person doesn't is not exactly meeting their expectations. And so it it highlights and exacerbates their sense of inferiority in themselves. Right. And they take it out on uh, the person who they don't feel like is good enough. Yeah. And, and so they, they, these are people that may intend well, they, 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 they do great things, you know, the, 
whether they're a doctor or a lawyer or even a preacher or whatever, but behind closed doors, they're, they're kind of a monster because they felt like they, you know, they stay like here, they settled for someone and they, they, their, their lifestyle demanded more out of this person and that constant disappointment drives them insane. Right. Um, and I, I know that. And, and look, there's, there's a scripture that says hope deferred makes a heart grow sick. Uh, in Proverbs. And so a heart growing sick can extend to so many different areas uh, as far as just the, the the repercussions of what happens when a heart grows sick from disappointment, from yeah. heartbreak, from hope being deferred. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think uh, there's this movie called Norbit. <laughs> there's a movie called Norbit. And you see this really gentle, uh, this gentle guy who really just, you know, is loved, but he's also intimidated by by his wife. And and she talks down on him. She tears him up. And I guess, you know, the whole climax of the movie is when he stands up to the family, right? That's the whole concept of the movie. But uh, when I look at that concept, I, I, it also seems like when, when uh, a woman who is abusive, she almost picks a man that she knows she can bully. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and and it's interesting because it's the same thing I said about the man. It's like, I would, that to me, this is like, does that imply that maybe there was an abusive masculine figure? If they pick a man that they know that they can bully? Well, I, I don't, in some cases, in some cases, it can be a you know abusive masculine um, figure who um, treated her in such a way, as well as there are um, situations where people are just they're just hurt, and it it it, it whoever is the innocent bystander will will just um, you know re, re experience the uh, havoc being wreaked on them because yeah. um, they're they're in their presence. Have you heard the term the alpha male and the beta male? Do you believe in that? Yes. Okay, so what happens when a beta male gets with an alpha woman? Is that could that lead to abuse? Yeah, it is definitely susceptible to leading to abuse, you know, with with when all the right environmental factors are are present. So doesn't necessarily guarantee it though right it won't it doesn't guarantee it so 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 how, how uh, um, what when i when i say to you toxic relationship uh because these are i don't i know it's easier especially for a good man it's easier for a good man to just assume he's the problem and start trying to work on himself to to please his wife uh what are some signs of a toxic relationship? Um, I'd say that some signs of a, of a toxic relationship are when there is um, a woman who, or, or a man who's um, constantly having to, um, to down talk, very sarcastic to their significant others, um, very sarcastic, very um, demeaning. And, um, you know, they will even, you know, sometimes even have um, behaviors displayed, you know, around 
other people. Um, you know, that's not that's not so so secret secretive. Just to make that person feel even you know worse than you know before, so to speak. You know, so virtually letting them know who's in who's in charge. Right. Um, yeah. Toxic behaviors can also look like you know um, you know physical physical violence, physical violence, um, threats. Also, um, someone. Um, uh, you know, separating someone from their from their friends and family, or uh, not wanting them to be around um, loved ones. You know, um, toxic behavior also um, doesn't allow someone to 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 grow in their in their areas of gifts and talents. Uh, would not be supportive of someone you know growing and, and being their best. And yeah, that's. We, as humans, we just like look just like plants. We have to have uh, be planted in good soil, and we have to be um, nourished and um, given the right the right environment to to grow and become our best. But when there are things, um, you know, look thorns or or rocky soil or there's you know uh, an environment that's not not uh, conducive to growth then it's always um, a recipe for a disaster. Can I ask you something? Does a woman have to choose if she wants a strong man or a smart man? You know, uh, like, like, you know, because I know we talk about preference. And one of the things I said before you came on was men talk about men to understand women and women talk to women to understand men. And I'm like, man, this, this is like, Clearly, we're almost at a 70% divorce rate. I'm like, clearly, that theory is not working. We need to talk to each other. And I, I wanted to know from you, what what is so hard? Of what, where, at, at what point and when should we be talking to each other about, hey, this is what women really are looking for? Uh, and, and again, I know that there are preferences out there, but ultimately... Right. You know, does a woman want a strong man, a smart man? I mean, what, what is what is that? So, yes, yeah, I mean, you, you said it right. And, you know, there are preferences. Um, but really what it all boils down to is matters of the heart. Matters of the heart. Uh, you know, the, the emotional needs of a person, just the same way as there's five love languages, you know. Gotcha. Everyone experiences relationship differently. Every man, um, you know, wants um, a woman who uh, generally some 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 men would say, OK, I want a woman who's very nurturing. Some men would say I want a woman who's very who's very driven and strong or everyone has these uh, uh, their own set of attributes, characteristics and traits that they would like from a significant other. Right. But then it's a matter of how do I. How do I relationship with this person for um, our best benefit? And that's yeah. a matter of communication, discernment, and, and have, be, being able to be real and watch out for red flags because people will let you know who they are from the beginning. And uh, we can choose to, to, uh, to so but we can choose to say, yeah, no, things will get better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's part of the issue. Uh, that's a huge part of the issue, is that we like we like to pretend like, you know, things are not the. Look, we're, we like to pretend like we don't see what we can see. <laughs> right. That's the part that gets me is that we pretend like we don't see what we clearly see. Uh, and and I, I, I'm like, why do why do we do that? But I know that my situation when I got married, uh, my, the, my first wife, um, I thought that I like I thought that she I could change her. That's what I thought I could. I was like, OK, she's cool. She's funny. We have this chemistry. I know that I'm a man of God. She'll catch up to where I'm at. And it was like, no, you, 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 who, who do you think you are to change somebody? Mm-hmm. I think that was uh, a humbling, extremely humbling situation because I genuinely believed it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I genuinely believed that I had this power to change someone. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and and here's the thing. And then I, it, it's. When she showed me who she was, you know, she has uh, affairs. She ends up been pregnant by somebody else. That happens, and and instead of leaving, I stayed, and then I became the bad guy. You see what I'm saying? Like I like it's like now I I stayed for you, but really I was staying because I didn't want to deal with church people. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I, so then, so then she had to hear it all the time. Like, oh, you know, I, I adopted this child and it became self-righteous. So it's funny how hurt can make it come in waves. And, and, and I I guess that's what makes it a toxic relationship. Right. But is it, so here's the question then. Can two people come from two walks of life? Right. So say if you come from a great family and this other person comes from a chaotic family, can two people come from two walks of life and make that work? Uh, or like, like, what are some of the challenges that that might happen or might face in that situation? Well, some challenges that you might face in a situation of coming from uh, mixing two different um, backgrounds of uh, chaos and and more of a of a calm um, atmosphere is that you might be able to 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 gain influence over the, that that person and and win them over so to speak or um, they might win you over and <laughs> cause you to become more chaotic as a as a <laughs> being, being with them. That was dope. So. You know, we have to understand what our uh, look, what our emotional economy uh, looks like. Yeah, that was that was super dope. <laughs> it might win you over. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, and because I, I say this to people all the time, I go, uh, "Don't drive people crazy and then get mad when they get there." You know what I mean? Because like when they get crazy, like, "Oh, and this is the the crazy." They allowed it but you created it. You know what I mean? And again, um, it's like, you know, how do, if we, if we start identifying early on in in a relationship that uh, it's going to be toxic, first of all, I would like to know, because I I know you're a parent. What do you do as a parent 
who sees their son in a abusive relationship. What do you, what do you think the, the, the what does the parent do about that? Well, uh, it, you have to know your child. You got to know your child. So in knowing um, who your child is, you then you, you understand what your approach um, should be. Uh, like I said, everyone has um, like a different love language as well as ways that they are receptive to communication. So right. for people, you can be very gentle with them and letting them know or giving them some warning and warning, um, you know, words of wisdom, or you can, some people, you have to be very direct and, and just let them know what it is and say, okay, well, this is dangerous for you. You know, you also have to discern what your level of relationship is with your child. Some people have a relationship with their child that would um, welcome you being, you know, a hundred, keeping it 100. And some people don't have that type of relationship. So that child will, will, um, you know, avoid you and, um, you know, have you not even being able to be with your grandchildren or something crazy like that, you know? So we have to, we have to use discernment and be very prayerful when it, when it comes to those matters because it's dealing with the heart of a man. So, so, oof, whoa, man, that's so powerful. Cause I, I was saying how, <clears throat> I was saying how I feel bad for the moms who have to stand by and watch their child, you know, because usually with the, the typical narcissistic behavior is to separate you from your friends and family. And then, you know, uh, to turn around and, you know, uh, put you you know in a situation where you're now just with them you're all they have they are they're all you know um and i and, and i know that men are i don't think people understand that a good man is so focused on pleasing his wife that's a lot of power that a woman has so to abuse that is like some of the most utmost cruelty you know what i mean right. uh but what do you, what do you say to to that that mom that uh, is def, desperately asking for help? Uh, who said, "Hey, you know, wh what happens? What happens when the abusive woman starts that separation process? How does the mom respond to that when she starts to try to compete with the mom, separate from the mom, disrespect the mom? Uh, what is the mom to do in that situation? Well, in that situation, that you know, we always have options." And so one of the options is, e is either, you know, um, you know, just being able to, being able to, to, to shower more love on, on, on the girl, as opposed to trying to, trying to, uh, you know, match, match her. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times when you match someone's energy, um, you know, there's a, there's a quote that says, you know, darkness, and not, you know, what extinguish, um, you know, darkness, only light can do that. And so there are situations. That's a level of, that's a hardcore level of discipline. Yeah. A hardcore level of discipline, but it, but it lands your, your heart in a more um, peaceful place in the end, as opposed to you being stressed out um, from, from being in, in conflict and chaos. I should have got you off earlier. I should have been like, okay, that, that was good enough. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, you got me on that one. Cause I, I, 
I I use the match, the energy as the last resort. Mm-hmm. But what you just said is that that doesn't work. And there is no sense. There's no instance where me matching someone's crazy has worked. Actually, what more likely what happens is it gets easier and easier to match the the, the level. You know what I mean? So right. It's so funny how because that becomes what you practice more. Right. You know what I mean? And when you try to use that even as a last resort, you say it's a last resort, but the truth is, you get closer and closer to your to that. Um, Honestly, because a, a, a lot of times when you, when you just you Maybe. see the damage that they cause mm-hmm. and you want them to feel how they make other people feel. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I want you to, when you're, when you acting like that, well, I can show you I'm crazy too. And then, and next thing you know, uh, you actually end up losing your ability to minister to them. Right. That's, right. Usually, that's usually what happens. Right. What you say, what you destroy your, your testimony, so to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I think I, I constantly because of my temper, I constantly think about the guy punching Jesus in the face, and he turns around and says, "Yo, what did I do against you?" Um, and when I started posting this conversation and stuff on Facebook, the first thing people thought that <laughs> people thought that I was talking about my personal relationship, and I was like, "No," but you know, I, I can see why people thought that. But the the um, the reason why. I really started posting it again was because the amount of people that were sh- sharing with me that they were having these problems, the amount of men over the last 20 years. And I just started thinking about that over the last 20 years, the amount of men that were telling me that they were being abused and the shock that a lot of women didn't even know that they were abusing them. And <clears throat> what do you think that is where a woman can be abusive and not know it? I believe that women can be abusive and not know it because of the silence of men and and being honest with their feelings and emotions. So a lot of times, um, you know, if if a man is being abused, instead of, you know, talking about what's going on, he, he will be silent in his feelings and in his emotions. And so it allows her to feel like her behaviors are OK. He doesn't want to uh, he doesn't ever want to um portray that he's weak in any way so he keeps silent and so that that does him not advocating for himself or not speaking up for himself standing up for himself that that's that's not helpful when it comes to dealing with a bully yeah yeah and that only um gives them more power last question because i know you gotta go <clears throat> you know I, you know I, I i love talking to you um can men, this very reason is why a lot of men are afraid to be vulnerable. Do you even think men should feel safe enough to be vulnerable around their wives? Um, so again, I would say that that's a perfect picture for discernment. A perfect picture for discernment because there are men who shut down and that that internally it, it, it destroys and destroys that relationship. So that relationship will not be able to flourish because he's closed off. Right. And if he's closed off and then she returns what he's doing and now she's closed off, then then you're going to get a divorce. Good grief. 
it's it's inevitable that because two people can't just exist like that. I, I know you got to go fix dinner. You got to do your thing. I just I just wanted to to, to I, we got to do this again. This is going to be the next topic on the show that we have because I, I I gotta have you on again. Uh, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing, uh, everything that you have accomplished. You are such a great uh, example of what a woman of God is. This right here, guys, is her new book. Uh, let me cut this banner off real quick so you guys can see it, see all of it. Uh, this is What Would Jesus Do? Could you explain to everybody what, what would Jesus do is a little bit? Sure. What would Jesus do? Give um, perspectives from Christ on, on emotions and situations that he dealt with. So it gives 45, 45 scripturally sound answers for managing emotions becoming more like Christ because in the book you get a chance to see for yourself by Christ giving firsthand um, perspectives Jesus saying I remember a time when oh you're, you're experiencing betrayal okay well I remember a time when and he gives his firsthand account as to you know what he experienced as is recorded in the Gospels as well as rejection and um, feeling invalidated and all of these these um, different feelings for that the 21st century believer can relate to. Jesus says, yes, okay, I, there is a friend who understands. I'm, I'm that one who understands. And you're getting that that first firsthand encounter with Jesus saying, you know, it's, it's I'm your friend. I'm, I'm the advocate for men. I understand, I understand humanity. In defense of humanity, I hung and died on the cross because I love you, because I understand, because I wanted to show you, because I care, I say, okay, cast your cares to me. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So let me start off by telling you, you know, all the things that I experienced so that you will understand that you're not alone. And, um, you know, there there's room for you to be built and developed and to grow in wisdom and to live in a place and lifestyle of peace. Yeah. There, there's yeah. nothing like, like, like living in a lifestyle of peace and walking in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control because you now understand what abundant living looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows how hyper I am. This is actually how she is. She is calm. She just listens. Like, okay, well, and it mainly makes me calm too. It's, it's, you, you, you bring so much peace. You are so amazing. That's what would Jesus do by Portia Bryant? The website is portiabryant.com, right? Right. Portia so Bryant. But you can find the book on Amazon. What would Jesus do by Portia Bryant? On that's, what that's on Amazon. Got it. Yeah. So uh, I want everybody to do both. Uh, go to portionfine.com as well as uh, go to uh, Amazon and get the book. Uh, because that's what your name, right? By the way, yeah, I'll make sure, yes, P O R T I. You're right, and then also, um, what would Jesus do? Facebook group has been uh, truly amazing because I designed a curriculum to go along with the book, and there are so many testimonials that have come out of it, and it's yeah. still it's still going on. And the I finished finished that class like um, two weeks ago, and the students are remaining in the group, and have they have also a, a lot of my students are in Africa, but they, they have also created a WhatsApp 
group called What Would Jesus Do? The Upper What Would Jesus Do by Portia Bryant, The Upper Room. <laughs> the Upper Room. And we remain inside of, of, of there um, daily as well. And so it's it's a beautiful experience. It become it's, it's become a discipleship program. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and let me ask you this: I said I sound like a preacher. In closing, but but really, that's powerful. And what about the podcast? Are you still doing the podcast? Still, I'm. So the the podcast is being worked on, and so it's not only going to be audio, but it's also going to have visual. Ah, oh, wow, guys. This yeah. is amazing. All right, so all, everything up there is on reportionbrian.com. Make sure you check out the Facebook, What Would Jesus Do Facebook group. Thank you so much for doing this. I know I, I caught you spontaneous. But, yeah, yeah minute, but, 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 but you have to put What Would Jesus Do by Portia Bryant. Facebook. Yeah, What Would Jesus Do by Portia Bryant. You got to put that up there. Make sure you do that. I'm going to actually put it up there so everybody can see it. You mm-hmm. get those senses working. Uh, yeah. I have a Facebook group, so I'm going to make sure I type that in there. By Porsche, yeah, yep, Facebook group. What would Jesus do? Okay, got it. By Porsche, because there are many, there are many different what would Jesus do groups, but what would Jesus do by Porsche Bryant? There, you will have accountability, follow up. I mean, it's it's just an amazing um program. Then I had have a you know, mind transformation curriculum that I built from the program, mind transformation for manifesting more peace and patience. Gotcha. It's, it's been everything. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so proud of you. You are such a warrior, such a pillar in the body of Christ. God bless you. You yep. have a good night, all right? Thank you so much. That's Portia Bryant. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, and so we're talking about uh, uh, you know, the abusive woman, the narcissist, abusive narcissistic woman. Uh, and I want everybody to, to make sure uh, you check out Portia Bryant. Uh, make sure you you guys uh, support her as she uh, as she you know goes on this endeavor to really build you know like help people build healthy thinking, healthy you know um, ideas, healthy you know behavior. As, as I'll put it, healthy behavior. Uh, this is what's so important about uh, this situation is that men are. Sometimes men are just stuck, you know, because especially if they're trying to be honorable men, that's one of the most difficult things is when men are trying to be honorable and they're with somebody that's constantly dishonoring them. You know what I mean? Uh, that's something you got to constantly think about that men, you know, that men, are, that men have to deal with where they're so, and, and that's very hard because when you emasculate somebody, it's it's scary, it, you know. When you when you're, you're being emasculated, you know. First of all, I gotta tell you, I when she said that the matching your energy thing, that kind of hit home because I'm I'm all about you know, <laughs> I'm all about firing back. Like you shot at me, I'm gonna shoot at you, and I gotta do a better job of that because it's it's it, it can be so damaging, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> And I think that, uh, man, it's, it's just tricky um, because so many people, most narcissists don't know that they're narcissists. You know, um, abusive people a lot of times know that they're abusive, 
but they don't care. That's why they pick the people that they pick, you know, to, to be with. I'll be there in a second, Ezekiel. Uh, the, they, 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 uh, the concern is that they pick people that, you know, Ezekiel, why don't you try writing, writing something? Let me see what you come up with. You know, but uh, they know who to pick. They know what type of person to pick. And so they pick people that they can absolutely beat up on. Uh, the narcissist uh, is, is just such a, you know, th they're into themselves. They genuinely don't care about how they make other people feel. They don't care about all they want is what they want. And I think that's what makes them so extremely dangerous is when when they are with someone that, when you're with somebody that, uh, how do I put it? When you're with somebody that, or when you, especially if you're a parent, I, I, I would be devastated if my child got with a narcissist. You know what I mean? I would be devastated if my child got with somebody. Uh, who is, you know, uh, abusive, you know, uh, I got, I got with somebody that like, like if my son, if my son got with somebody that was abusive, I would be devastated by that. You know what I mean? It, it would destroy me, uh, to see my child suffering and there's nothing that I can do about it. You know what I mean? The, that that's a that's a sad sad thing to watch your child go through something uh and, and you know like first of all you know you watch your kids go through enough already right uh but hey guys i want to tell you something uh we need your help we, we we're going through a little stuff we we're <laughs> we, we need support big time uh we definitely need support big time we are going through uh, we're getting sued by the mall you know i mean they, they want their money uh yeah, I guess there was a breach of contract because we had to leave the mall. We couldn't afford to be there anymore. I just we just couldn't get the support. We just couldn't get the support. Bottom line, uh, as much as we wanted the support, we couldn't get the support. As much as we needed the support, we couldn't get the support. Uh, as much as we promoted, and, and, and uh, then we just begin to annoy you guys, and you guys just kind of blocked us out. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of honest truth right there. You know, you, we just kind of, after a while, we just started annoying you guys, and you guys just blocked us out. But we definitely need your support. We're getting sued for $12,000 by Lynn Haven Mall. Uh, and so we definitely could use your help. Uh, here's all the ways you can help out with the CSJ team, PayPal. We, we want to pay the bill. I mean, but to, at, at this point, it's just embarrassing that we started the, the whole vision for the body of Christ, and then the body of Christ didn't respond. And, uh, but thank you to all the ones that did, of course. Thank you to all the ones that did, but we, it didn't respond the way we, we wanted it to. And now we are getting sued by them all. And we so nothing's changed. We still need the body of Christ to help us uh, and, and to help us pay this bill. And I was my hope, my dream is that we'll say, hey, you know, I, I hope that people say, hey, what those guys were trying to do was a really good thing. Let's help them uh, not be humiliated. Let's help show that the body of Christ actually comes together. But anyway, we're talking about abusive women. We're talking about abusive women, narcissistic women. And uh, these people exist. Fellas, you got to watch out. These people exist. They're extremely dangerous. 
they're extremely dangerous uh, for 20 years. Out of the 20 years, this is God honest truth. Out of the 20 years of, of ministry that I've done, uh, at least no less than 50, 60 couples, 50, 60 men have come up to me and told me that they were being abused and they didn't know what to do. Um, and we've had to have counseling sessions and things like that, being emasculated, talked down in front of, uh, humiliated. Um, the abusive woman is, is, is unique in their in her nature because she gets to uh, hide behind her smile. Uh, society has kind of given the abusive woman a blanket, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that that I think uh, it makes them so dangerous is I got, I was pushed down the stairs by a girl one time and she told me, no one's going to believe you. I'm a white girl. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, and I was so scared. I was like, oh man, I, I, you're right. No one's going to, no one's going to believe me. Yeah. Duke got pushed down the stairs. This girl is so nice. And, I, and they, so uh, there's a lot of, Manipulation that takes place. I'd love to. I want to hear what you guys have to say um, about this, because I, especially if you're a parent, what do you do as a parent who has, do you stand by and watch your child get abused? You know, what do you do with that? You know, uh, like that has to be terrifying. Uh, so, I'd love to see comments and you know, uh, tell me what you guys think. Uh, before Portia Bryant came on, one of, this is what she actually sent. I copied and pasted it, but this is what she actually said. I'm one of the good ones, married now for 22 years. My passion is helping believers to develop a better relationship with their emotions for their life's benefit. Uh, I stand in agreement with Pastor Duke. The element he is speaking uh, certainly exists, and it, it, it really does exist. And now here's where it gets confusing. Here's where we, it gets confusing. It doesn't mean the people are evil, okay? What it means is that they're the, the place where they need ministry, the place where they need help, the place where they're hurting, the place where they need help is in this relational area. They are relationally dysfunctional. Uh, and, and, and so um, one of the things that they'll do is pick someone that makes them feel safe but they don't care if you make if they make you feel safe. This is where it, it is extremely dangerous. Okay, I mean extremely dangerous because when you're dealing with somebody who can't see themselves, and you're dealing with somebody like when when the whole purpose is for them to feel safe, not how they make anyone else feel. You're in a bad situation, buddy. And I'm, I'm definitely talking to the men right now. You know what I mean? Uh, you're in a bad situation when you are with somebody who their, their entire purpose, when they're the ones that have to feel safe, uh, they don't care if they make you feel safe or not. They don't care uh, how they they they. they <laughs> emasculate you, embarrass you, uh, you know, they'll, again, they try to separate you from the, your friends. They'll call, you know, they'll cause problems amongst your friends. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and you know, what's funny is 
again, most guys, most good guys, I, I know the pattern of good men. Most good men will find it more easy to, or, or it's not even that they find it easy. They're so anxious to make their woman happy that they genuinely will search the depth of themselves trying to make them happy. But you guys, you're never going to make a person happy that, that isn't happy with themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're not going to make a person happy that's not happy with themselves. You know, you can't do it. You, you, and, and so men will try and try and try and try to make a woman happy. And matter of fact, the, a lot of times the woman just, uh, seriously, this is no joke. A lot of times uh, predatorial women, these abusive, narcissistic women, a lot of times they actually are disgusted by the man's efforts to try and try and try. Because even they're like, oh, great, I got the. They're, they're so awake in a lot of ways. They're like, I got an insecure man that doesn't know how to value himself. And they know it and their efforts disgust them. And that's that that will blow your mind away. That's a really, really scary thing. When you're dealing with a woman that can identify that she has a gentle man, that she has a a, a man that's that's uh, willing to step aside for her and build her a life and give her, you know. And I, again, I I can't imagine a mother or a father having to sit back and watch this. Now, I am going to talk directly to the narcissist abusive woman right now, and I'm going to tell you this. I know you don't want to hear this. I'm going to look at the camera. I'm going to look at the camera and say this. I know you don't want to hear this abusive, narcissistic woman. But the reason why you do what you do is because you're genuinely not happy with yourself. And you're really disappointed in you. That you are fully aware of the type of person you are. That you're lazy. That you don't really want to do anything with your, your your life. You really just want to be cared for and you absolutely think the whole world revolves around you, but it doesn't. And I know you don't want to hear that. It, it doesn't. And the one thing that I know, it never ends up working out for your kind, for you abusive, narcissistic people. It never ends up working out for you and your kind. Either you get better and you deal with it or everything comes crumbling down on you because you're either going to become a testimony of God's goodness or you're going to be destroyed as a monster. That That's usually what happens. And usually what happens is when your kids come out, they disconnect from you. They they will see what you actually are eventually. And once they see what you are, you can't undo it. You can't undo it. When your children get to the, get old enough to see, <laughs> mom shouldn't be talking to dad like that. Mom should that mom used to tear dad down. When they start seeing that, you can't un, that's the thing. You can't un, undo time. You know, you can always heal, you can always get better, but you can't undo time, you know, uh, and the way you treat people matters. And I know you think nobody hears you, 
Nobody sees you. No one's going to say anything because you got this weak man, you know, this broken man, or you got this good man that you're abusing. So there's three different types. There's the weak man, there's the broken man, and then there's the good man that, that believed you were a woman of integrity, a woman of, of love. And this man believed in you and you are a disappointment you absolutely are and and, and I, so you're angry but you take it out on this good man so so i want to say this to you stop it get some self-control get some therapy and stop it now if you can't i i pray with everything in my heart i pray that the, the the phases happen. I pray that people pray for you. I pray, pray that that you try to get couples counseling and all this other stuff. But I also pray for protection over that man. That that you do not destroy that man from the inside. Because I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you men something. I want to tell you fellas something. This is very important. Men especially men of God, Solomon had the kingdom. Solomon lost the kingdom because of the ungodly women he was attached to. And he began to, to, they forced him, they lured him into doing what they wanted him to do. If you are, listen, guys, you got to get this. You got to get this. You will only go as far as the woman you're connected to. You, you're not, you're not going to go. Trust me. You, I, I know you think you're going to do this and that, but the, the, the levels of manipulation that a woman is going to, to hunt you down, to stop you from your destiny. You won't, you marry the wrong woman. Guys, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? You gotta be, you gotta be disciplined uh, and, and care about yourself enough to protect yourself. Uh, I know that, that it's, it's scary. I know that it's, it's humbling, but uh, we got Crystal Trina Hollowell here. Crystal, uh, we're talking about, you know, abusive women. We, we already know that abusive men exist. We already know that, that but how, how, do you, how, how do you feel about the reality that abusive women exist? Hold on real quick. I can't hear you. So let me, the volume is very low coming from you. My volume is very low. Is that better? Oops. Is that better? Is that better? I don't know why my volume is low. I'll, I'll come right back. Okay. So <laughs> I'll come right back. Uh, so the, the reality that abusive women exist um, and listen, I know that, that couples have disagreements, you know, I know that uh, that's a situation where couples have disagreements. I know that people have problems. I get all that. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not talking about an argument, uh, but I am talking about just ripping into someone, tearing someone's courage down, intimidating someone, uh, ma making a man feel less than a man just because you can, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I'm talking about more than anything. And, you know, I, I've seen it for so long 
in, in so many men's relationships uh, and so many people have been asking me to address it and asking me for help. I, I really couldn't just put it off anymore because it was becoming more and more common. Uh, and again, listen, I understand that women have been terribly abused for a very long time and oppressed and overlooked and disrespected. You know, there was a time where, you know, men could just easily say, you're nothing but a woman and all that this stupid craziness. Uh, so I totally understand, you know, the, the, uh, the hurt that a lot of women have been through. I understand that uh, sometimes women have daddy issues. Um, but I have to say this. Even as a father myself of daughters, my father of, of daughters, I would have to say, I, if I saw that my daughters were not healthy thinkers, were not, uh, were not led by God, were not women that should you know be desired like you know, like my daughter. If I saw that my daughters were absolutely insanely crazy, I'm not telling. If I would straight up tell a guy, you can do better. I wouldn't have a problem telling a man if my daughter is dead weight, if my daughter is uh, not listening, if she's rebellious, if she's chaotic, if she's not going to be a, a good mate, I would tell a, a, a man in a heartbeat, run, don't be with my daughter. You know, what I mean? if I saw that she has a temper, if I saw that she's lazy and mouthy, I'd be like, do not marry my daughter. I would warn, I would warn. <laughs> I, Without hesitation, I would straight up warn a man from marrying my daughter. That's, that's, I bet my kids probably hoping I, I check out before they even get married because I'd be all up in their business. You know, uh, like seriously, I, I, I don't want my family, like, I don't want my grandkids having to suffer through a horrible relationship. Like my kids had to, my kids had to go through a terrible relationship. We would come from like a total God thing and then into chaos because everything was all jacked up. I mean, it's ultimately my fault because, you know, so the amount of people that tried to stop me from getting married, uh, with, you know, but I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't listen. Uh, but my, my big point is this, guys, is that realistically, um, Women, Faith, Faith, come here for a second. You know, realistically, uh, women, they don't understand, you know, uh, abusive women don't understand how dangerous their words can be. How is anyone talking about something real quick? All right, just, just because you, you're, you're tapping me crazy. Uh, so I just want to, no, I mean, I mean, in a good way. Not really. Uh, unvariable. Uh, what, what? What do you think about, you know, well, how do you think a, a woman is supposed to treat a man? Um, <laughs> if he makes her mad, she has the right to lock him in a basement. Lock him in a basement. <laughs> no. That's why I told you I'm married with him. I was like, my daughter's a psycho. <laughs> uh, Bible tells 
to treat each other because you're in a person in general and just especially if you're in a relationship and married um don't and i think a lot of women put movie expectations on men yeah and just not it's not true the movie expectations is the worst so and i think a lot of times women put expectations on men that their fathers were supposed to actually have like but a lot of you know fathers you know go into the like what the world is yeah saying that like but like women listen to their moms and then a lot of times a lot of daughters don't have close relationships with their fathers so they don't know how to treat a man because they've only listened to their mother kind of right talk and or a lot of times especially in today's society the woman is like the more not more dominant but you can see a lot of disrespect in relationships where the woman disrespects the husband the daughter's like i don't have to respect my husband right but i think i think it just needs to be are you are you you on your phone right by your fan crystal crystal just can't get it (laughs) she can't get it right (laughs) every time time. but I just, yeah, I just think that they just need to learn from the Bible. Is, is your phone in front of your fan? No. Do you hear something? I'm just, okay, it's just, it's just your phone. Yeah, okay. So, so what's, what's, what is your perspective? Uh, first of all, do you believe that abusive women exist? Do, do I? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, of course. Hold on, I'm putting down the fan. Yeah, she, I said, it's your phone by the fan. She was like, well, no, the fan's on the other side of the room. But, <laughs> actually have it over on your printer. Um, <laughs> she probably had to get up. That's but, yeah. All right, can you hear me now? Better? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, so it was in about you believe that abusive women actually exist how, how do you think you be oh you being uh the the mother oh, i thought uh, you were saying son, you being the abusive <laughs> you being abusive yourself you know how do you feel when you're abusing me you know, <laughs> i've been accused of the the opposite like letting people walk all over me or whatever but no, um, I mean, seriously, how do you feel about being you know a, a mom of a son what would you do if you saw your son in an abusive relationship where he was being neglected or emasculated by a woman how how do you handle that well he kind of was at one point and i had to talk to him and remind him that that you know is not healthy and uh, of his worth because he was going through that at one time he's 24 but um you know in his last relationship it got really tough sometimes and like it broke my heart as a mom that's why I don't I, I well I just couldn't do that to somebody else but everybody is somebody's child and when you abuse them like it's not even just that person but there's I don't think there's a way like that you actually love someone and then abuse them and not care yeah <laughs> We just, but we said, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what? So, like, as a mom, you said it broke your heart. Uh, did you feel powerless? Yes. Like, 
because especially once your kids become adults, you like you can't say, oh, you're not seeing that person or try to keep them here. from them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dad, well, what I'm saying, my oh, son, you, just, uh, you, you talk to the wrong people. You're saying I'm with the wrong people. Yeah. That's all. Well, like, you, there's a yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but there's a difference. Like if your child's living with you, something like that, there's more control. But, you know, he bought his first house when he's 20 and he's living on his own, paying his own bills, making his own money. Like he can take my advice, but yeah. I can't literally restrict him and say, go to your room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me your phone. Actually, <laughs> if Faith if Faith was living by herself, either one of my kids were living by themselves, I don't care if they're married with 90 kids. If I see one of my kids being abused, I'm showing up. Oh, you don't have to worry about it. See, that's, <laughs> that's my home right there. So I'm, I'm showing up. We're, we're doing, I'm, I'm showing up. I don't care. <laughs> but, but, I, but, I, but I can totally understand a mom, you know, having to say, what do I do? Like, now, what do you, what do you do when the daughter, like the, what do you call it? The, the, the relationship, the, the daughter-in-law, yeah, the daughter-in-law. So the daughter-in-law, uh, your 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 son's married. The daughter-in-law is attacking you, and you know, you know, kind of like you, you, you're in the situation that you saw with uh, your son. Right. How do you handle that? Now, Portia Bryant just said you handle it by showing the person more love. I'm thinking about more like roundhouse kicks and headbutts, but let me tell, tell me what you think. I don't know. I mean, I know that sounds like a great answer, right? Like for everything, show more love, like for everything, right? Be more Jesus-like. <laughs> However, if someone is in that situation and that per, you can show them love, but that doesn't mean at all they're going to change. That's something with inside of them. Yeah. Nobody can change them. Like they need their own counseling. They need their own encounter with God. Like if somebody is um, abusing someone else, you can love them. That's fine. But unless they have an encounter with God or deep yeah. counseling, it's, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter because love isn't moving them now. You know what I mean? So um, it's all, it's never a bad idea to love someone, but I don't think that is always the answer. Yeah, loving someone doesn't mean you always do a pushover either. Like, yeah, because some people will just be like, I'll take the love and still do whatever I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So we're actually, this is actually like the future conversation for her. You know, but but I do I do want to ask you this because I think this is important. Like, why do you think men are embarrassed to say I'm I'm being emasculated. I'm I'm being abused. Um, well, because like they're men, like they're they've been <laughs> taught that way, like their entire lives. Like you know, when a lot of like when little girls fall, most of the time, you know, their dads or even moms will pick them up and say, "Oh, are you okay, baby?" But when boys fall and get hurt, it's like, "All right, we'll get up and suck it up." Like, and that's like pretty much from the time they're little they're told that boys are tougher than girls you know i noticed i noticed when i made the post when i started talking about uh men being abused people like it had all these different perspectives but they couldn't focus on what i was saying and they had a whole bunch did you notice that yeah they had a whole, everyone has like oh what about this what about that what about this what about oh? and it was like 
whoa, look how they're like, and it was like this, this constant need to defend the woman. And I think that's, that's the edge that the woman has. It's just because it's more, it's more, I guess, yeah, it's just society. It's like, like Crystal said, it's just, it just, it sounds weird. Like, I guess, and then to like, even if you're thinking about it, like as a man, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, never mind, not you. You'd be, you'd be putting all. You don't, you don't care about embarrassment, but <laughs> it's just, it, it, it is embarrassing. Like my wife beats me. Like what? And then, yeah. but because and they, it's not like they can't like fight back, but then they'll still be in the wrong if they, if it was like if he yeah. did the same thing to her that he she would do exactly. it to him. Like hey, they didn't be wrong. Yeah, because sometimes it's just toxic and they do it to yeah. each other. But what is the what is that to you? What is um, abuse like mentally? Because like, that's what happens. Like not as many men, of course, are physically abused just because naturally men are bigger and stronger than women. I'm not saying that they're not, there are some that are physically abused, but a lot of men are mentally, emotionally abused. And, but what does that look like when somebody is mentally and emotionally abused, especially a man? Uh, usually, so for, so for men, the way women birth children, men birth vision. And the when women sees when a woman can identify what the man's vision is. And that's where that line of abuse is. So so if we're talking outside of physical abuse, it's destroying that man's vision, because that's like his baby, that's its vision. Uh, that's his essence. It's his core. And so when you sabotage the vision, neglect the vision, uh, when a woman emasculates it, makes him think that it's not possible because usually most, most people, when they meet, you don't meet what's behind the person, right? Cause we don't, most people don't really grow up with each other. They meet in their twenties, you know, and like, kind of like their identities kind of already happen from the momentum of life. And so they usually meet. And then what do we do? We perform for one another until we talk each other into the craziness of getting married. Then we rip the mask off and show who we really are. And then, and then that's when you find out all this crazy stuff. But is that like being not supportive or abuse? Like when I think of abuse, well, I've seen many women do it to men is like when they're constantly saying you're stupid and you don't contribute anything. I wish I would have no. married someone else. No. You're like no, a disappointment. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's bigger than. That. So when you look at the when you look at what uh, especially, uh, so you look at Jezebel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, King, uh, Queen Jezebel and, and Ahab. He's this, he is a a a high priest. He, or he's not a priest, but he's a king, uh, and he really wants to serve God, but he's attached to a woman that doesn't care one bit about God, what he believes, and, and she would even sign things in his authority. So now you have a woman that emasculates a man by his authority and abuses him through his authority, and he can't tell anybody because he's like, "You're the king, you know, like you're the king." So you're supposed to be this guy that's leading us, and you can't. You keep your woman under control, you know, not in not in a negative way, but I guess in a in a counter intensity, like she's signing and making decrees for the people as him. And it's like, yo, 
how well, yeah, that's, trust def- you. that's very manipulative and that's lying like there's but, so many other things with that you know, here's a, oh yeah oh yeah because it's also when a man's not doing his job when a man's not she feels like she has to do that because he's too scared to that that that's a big thing but then there's samson and delilah right where the woman is pulling on the man's heart to get what she wants she's pulling on his heart like that is manipulation and, and uh when the man like tell me your secret and then he does and you betray him like when a man right you know when a man is not safe to be vulnerable that in itself is the sign that the man that, that it's a toxic relationship and they're not safe when people are not cannot be vulnerable with each other you know I, I, it's 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 already over. It just takes so long for people. If you're dealing with two stubborn people, it just takes them a long time to realize that it's already over. Because you can't be vulnerable. You know, and if, if being vulnerable turns into guilt, like he would try to say, I can't tell the secret because of this. And she didn't respect his boundaries. And that's another thing is that women feel like that they should own the man in order for that to be true love. You know what I mean? Uh, an abusive woman would feel that way. A narcissistic woman would feel that way. Like, if you can't tell me absolutely everything that I, there's some things that women don't need to know about their men or don't need to know about their, because they they don't have the ability. Especially it's like God's son. Right, well, here's the and women who can't see themselves are so dangerous because like Jezebel, Oh, yeah, not Jezebel. But it, it is, huh? I was going to say it is an intent because, um, unfortunately, like women, a lot of women, I mean, men too, but I'm just talking about women, um, have yeah, been abused in some way, cheated on, everything else. And so if sometimes it is trust issues, like, are they wanting to know everything because they have trust issues or because they just want to be your true partner? And this is this is what I'm, I'm glad you said. That's what I'm saying is that when I look at Delilah, okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. When when I look at Delilah, and like her knowing that, you know, three times, you know, he had to be made something up to just try to, but she betrayed him three times and he never got the message because he believed at some point she was going to understand and she. And he didn't realize that she just was sent to sabotage him. You know, and there's, it, 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 she probably searched her heart. She may have felt bad. But at the end of the day, her loyalty was to something else other than the will of God. And he kept, he, he kept refusing to see that she was not a part of his destiny. She was not a part of the will of God. And he gave himself to her. And he ends up losing everything. And you see this consistency with God when men of God, when really powerful men of God connect with the wrong woman, it's always disastrous. It's, it, you know, Solomon had the kingdom, loses the kingdom. You know what I mean? And people say it's because he worshiped other gods. It's like he was lured into worshiping other gods. He would tell them he can't worship other gods. He was lured into worshiping other gods, even being dismissive. And, and he wouldn't do it. And so when I look at that, I go, wow, man, you know, I mean, there's, of course, Adam and Eve, right? You got Eve who 
it's like she shared her deceitfulness instead of just saying hey should we be doing this like like go check with your husband to me honoring the covenant honoring the relationship that takes a stronger person than doing what you want mm-hmm. right you know? and, well i think too like we've talked about like um sometimes it is like neglect like there is different levels i guess or different ways not really levels but different ways to be mentally and emotionally abusive um like when i think about mentally and emotionally abusive i I think of it as like outright um like constant nagging telling someone they're not good enough telling someone they're a disappointment telling like i don't know that that's me that's how i look at it um but you i guess can't tell someone else how they're feeling or make someone else right um feel a certain way um because i have seen so many women um and it's getting even worse i think that are just mean to their (laughs) to their husbands like i don't even know any other way to say it but it's just meanness and like with me like i of course everybody has flaws i have flaws part of mine like i said i have (laughs) problems listening um as far as um taking like advice or just listening. Like I have to do everything on my own, I guess. And um, that is one thing about me, but I'm not the type of person that's just gonna like start attacking somebody, you know, <laughs> like yeah, that's me. Ver- right, verbally attack somebody or anything like that. Like that's not me at all. Like, it, it, and you know, like, well, let me wrong. Every once in a while I lose my temper, my redhead. Yeah, but, saying, listen, everyone can clearly see you have red hair. No one believes right. right I may lose my temper sometimes, but usually that's when I'm pushed and pushed and pushed. But um yeah, like I just don't I don't know. I, I just can't comprehend how women do that. Like even with you, like you know, a few times like we've argued and like if you have said something kind of mean or something and I say something yeah. mean back, I immediately start like crying, feeling bad, praying, like and then I'm like, okay, I didn't mean that. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people purposely hurt people that way. Like now my thing is like, I will defend something that I believe in to the death instead of just letting God handle it sometimes. Right. <laughs> it's like, I well, will no, like. That, that, but, so there's a lot going on when you say, when you talk about yourself, there's a lot when it's like, first of all, you, you were the big sister what, of nine years, right? So, so there's a, so, I mean. It, yeah, I was the only child for nine years. Yeah, and, then, and then, you know, you got the big, you know, coming out of one marriage, you know, that was a long time where, you, you know, the, you know, all that, there's a lot of trust stuff going on, you know, uh, but then also there was, there was also being self-employed, right? So there's no, there's like, and then there's, being the the stuff with you, with you having Marvin syndrome and having to maneuver like like manage managing pain and all that stuff, you know what I mean? So you have reasons why you're an independent person, uh, right? Well, also you know, like it, it's funny, like um, my kids growing up, like we never, their dad and I like hardly ever argued, like it's never hardly in front of them, like until like the very end of our marriage, like they never even saw us argue, like we didn't. The kids didn't grow up like that and it was so funny because i remember when we first got together 
What just happened? You froze. She just froze. <laughs> she just froze. Uh, there okay. we go. There we go. Uh, go ahead. Um, but when we first started dating, we were teaching my daughter Jaden how to drive. And I just said something simple to her. And she said, stop yelling at me. And you were like yelling like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That drove me insane. I could raise my voice. And it was like, that's because that's how they were. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. So, I mean, I, you guys have a, you guys have a different. So, so here's the thing about blended families is that you have to learn the family dynamics, right? And you guys uh -huh. have a different family dynamic. You know, when we say yell, I mean, we're putting we're work in. When me and my family say yell, we're yeah. yelling and screaming. And so we didn't come from a fuss and fight home. It was especially, it was mainly it was me uh, after the military. You know, if, if you ever want to know what it's like, uh, you know, what is, what is it like to be with Duke White? Uh, go watch Drill Sergeant, go watch Sergeant uh, uh, Troopers in Boot Camp when they and you'll, you'll kind of see what, what I look like. You want to see what I look like when I'm angry. Uh, go look at you know a drill sergeants uh, and dealing with a, a class or something like that. You'll you'll see it. But oh, you are because we talked about on the radio before. Like you with kids, like that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Like when they would get in trouble, you'd be like, "Okay, take three laps," and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, I've never seen that actually done before." Yeah, it's just like you're making your kids run. Like, you didn't do what I just told you to do. Go take three laps. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and it's, it's true. I'm trying to see here. Uh, it's, it's very true because one of the things that obviously I notice is like if the United States government, if the United States government is saying this behavior, civilians is basically saying what you're doing is not the way you are coming into the military is not good enough to be in the military and we've got to strip you of everything you think you know in order <laughs> in order to qualify you right? right that's that to me that's just mind-blowing that they're saying you're genuinely not qualified to protect this nation because you're too into yourself and you need to be rewired. I, and I'm like, where is the training for that in relationship? And not just romantic relationship, just in life, really. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that's a huge thing. Um, Diane Diane Dunn Diane Dunn says this topic of men being verbally or uh, and or physically abused is not discussed enough. Thank you for discussing this. For the men being abused, I'm sorry for you. Take a stand and move on. Be strong and bold. Life is too short to live like this. God does not want you in an abusive relationship. It's okay to move her, <laughs> move her out of your life. Don't worry about what people say. Be true to yourself. Many years ago, uh, many years ago, I was married to an abusive man. I don't know how you how you feel, but I know how I felt. Many people didn't believe me either. Uh, we, when you're abused by your spouse, they have broken the covenant with God and uh, you will heal. So she, so Diane Dunn is saying that uh, abuse is grounds for breaking the, uh, the covenant's already broken. And abuse. Well, yeah, I think that is like abuse is grounds. And it's so weird because in the Bible, like I told you, I did like pretty much a deep dive 
um, and at Regent into like this marriage class or whatever. And it's like the Bible is like your spouse can be have an addiction, um, like all types of stuff. Like they can really be going through it and you don't have the right to divorce. But if they're abusing you, um, that I think God does give you that authority to walk away if they're not going to change. And of course, I think God can do anything. I've seen God change the hardest people. Like <laughs> their hearts are like the hardest hearts there is. And I've seen God change them and become one, they become wonderful people. So God can definitely do that. But that's between that person and God. Even if you're married, you can support them. Um, you can pray for them. You can love them, but you cannot change them. And that's what we all have to realize is that you cannot change. You do not have the um, power to change anyone. You yeah. can't. You're not God. You cannot change anyone. Even if, like, somebody has to go through, I think, intense therapy. Like, my son, like I said, when he was going through that, like, um, through the whole thing, he started therapy. Like, and it really helped him a lot. And then I would send him, like, Bible verses and things um, to inspire him and just talk to him, just listen. And that's sometimes what you have to do. But I couldn't, I couldn't go to her. There was nothing in the world that I could go to her and say that was going to make her change. Like I couldn't, there was no word that I was going to be able to change her. All I could do was so interesting pray for her. And it's so interesting because I know the, uh, same type of people. Did your phone freeze again? <laughs> you froze again. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, so I noticed that it's the same type of spirit, though. This mm -hmm. this angry spirit. This woman that is angry with herself mm -hmm. for not being who she really wanted to be. And so, mm -hmm. I figured when I thought about this. Matter of fact, to the point where. They even look alike. The the, the 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 people that this particular abusive, angry woman thing. They even they honestly, the that spirit, the way they make decisions causes them to actually end up looking alike. Um, but one of the things they do is that because they're angry about not being who they want to be, and they still want some form of relationship. So they settle for someone that they know won't hurt them. And so. But, oh, I was going to say the, the thing about what I've seen almost every single time when this happens, um, whether it's the male or female doing it, um, it works both ways because I've seen it both ways. Um, they're unhappy with themselves for whatever reason. Right. Oh, yeah. And they are they are unhappy. But what happens is they always think that this person that they're getting in a relationship with marrying is going to be their savior. That person is going to be there and be able to change their entire heart, um, everything that they're feeling. And then when they are getting really into it and they realize I'm still unhappy, they start blaming it on that other person. Like you didn't fix me. Yeah, and it was the exaggeration of the person. Right. Uh, the exaggeration of the person that they, they that's what right. They get they start getting mad that their significant other, their spouse, whatever, isn't fixing them. Like you yeah. didn't do what you're supposed to do. You were supposed to fix me. But that's not your person's 
responsibility. That's between yeah. you and God. Like they can love you, but they can't but fix I, you. Like they. But I do know that when you look at the what God called these the relationship together, that's why I wish people would keep things in a godly context because in the godly context, everybody can get corrected in a godly context. In a godly context, everybody can be corrected. So like it's like there's a bunch of bickering and fighting about who should do what and what, you know, and it's like, okay, let's go to the word. What does the word say about what we should do? And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they, the Ezra Connecto, yeah, in case you don't know what Ezra Connecto means, it means they're actually equal, uh, that, that God called everyone to, the, the men and women are equal, uh, they just have different roles, right? They just, they have different roles, but they are indeed equal. Um, I think she went, she went, yeah, froze again. Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just cut the house Wi-Fi off and it's just using my phone. Hopefully, it's <laughs> <laughs> I was driving you crazy. Um, yeah, but, but I was gonna say, you know, when you look, when you go back to the origin, and we got to tell everybody to go back to the origin. What does it say that the, the we're supposed to do? When you look at God for instruction versus constantly barking at each other about what you're gonna do, what you're not gonna do, what I'm gonna do, and what I'm not gonna do. That doesn't work, people. What works is when we say, hey, we're, we're stuck. We're in this place. Let's go look at what the word says about it. The word says, okay, yeah, the, the, you know, we have to ask ourselves, how, do we live in a culture where, where women understand that men are visionaries? Now, I know, here's how I know that the system that we live in is, is a mammon and based off money. Because a woman will show her boss a whole bunch of respect, but then do what she wants with her husband. Mm -hmm. uh, a man will walk in his authority, his identity at work, but then won't show his wife that same power and authority. Like, like you know, he'll be, he'll, you know, kind of be, like, it's almost like, it's almost like men and women give our best to everything else other than the relationship. The relationship is when we're tired, broken, busted. We get we get that version of each other. The husband and the wife gets like the most worn down version of each other. But every day everybody gets up and puts on their best face for everyone else and all that other stuff. You know, and then the relationship is where all the emotional demand gets put on. You know, if I have a bad day at work, the wife has to deal with that. If she has a bad day at work, the husband has to deal with that. But the people at the job that's causing it, right, to deal with it. Exactly. It all gets dumped out in the house. And I think that we've lost. So what ends up happening is, let's say, let's say, if you are a alpha male, and you end up with a a beta woman you really want truth is you really want a woman that's going to walk in her authority not be passive you, you see what i'm saying that's what you but you settle for a beta woman this is what i tell everybody stick with honoring the covenant right and what i mean by that stick with honoring covenant because god can fill in the gaps god can fill in the gaps wherever there's slack God can fill the gaps. Right, because I was like, like with vision, exactly. Like with us, we have that issue 
a little bit with our vision. Well, not a little bit. That's been one of our main issues. Like, um, you do have like a lot of ideas and like great ideas. And there's so much in life that you want to do and that you believe God called you to do. And I, just by the way, I support you in this way. Cause um, I don't have clothes anymore, regular clothes. I literally wear coming from Jesus um, 300 and at least 350 days a year. So, um, but that, but then there's a lot of things um, that you um, need that I've dropped the ball on just health reasons, whatever. Um, but what happens like when you have two different visions, like. Well, that's um, that vision. That's, that's, what, that's what causes a divorce. Right. Well, and, and what I mean by that is like not visions as far as like we both want to honor God. Like you love coming soon, Jesus. I've learned to love coming soon, Jesus. I know you want to grow that or whatever. But um, we both together like media. Um, that way we, we kind of opened a media company together. So that's something that we have in common. And then, um, but I also like for me, um, there's other things like, like, silly things well not silly but things that i don't think you really had a vision for like um opening like um a pet rescue or no, um, no. so 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 <laughs> so funny you say that because so this is what i mean about why what, what scares me about our society today like men talking to men about women and women talking to women about men i think that's so dangerous because so mo most women have no idea that one one of the things that drives a man is his ability to give his bride his wife the tools and instruments that she needs to build her life. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that when when uh, one of our uh, one of our first big arguments was when we first started uh, communicating, I knew that you were a writer. And all I wanted that was way was, back in the day when we were just friends. <laughs> we just started. We had just started communicating. And, you know, I knew that you were a writer, and I'm like, oh. And then I found out your mom thought that you should write books. And then, then, then um, I, I, I even remember, I even remember saying, like, I'm like, you haven't had a, you haven't had anything published yet. I really feel like you've had, you, you've been published. And then find out you had a poem that was published. You know, like I'm like I, I knew the level of greatness that you operate on, and I always saw that for you because most of you guys we went to school together, and I always saw. I, I'm like she's gonna be a ruler of the universe. You know, she's gonna be the top of some you know super million dollar billion dollar corporation that you're gonna be running. Like that's that's uh, what I always thought too. <laughs> But that's what I always saw you as. You know what I mean? And I always well, saw you. And that's how life changes you, though. Like, I've always been, like, growing up the overachiever type. Um, like I said, my senior year, I took seven classes and worked 30 to 35 hours a week. Um, and still, of course, graduated with honors. And that's how I always was. And then I guess um, over the last several years, my health has started getting really bad. And it takes me like three times the energy to do something that a normal person would do, you know? And um, like, it's just, for example, my mom came over, you know, I've been in the hospital and stuff. She came over the other day and did the dishes for me and she did them in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like, that's cool. Then I remember, okay, I used to be able to do that. Now it takes me two hours. Right. <laughs> but it's, um, 
I don't know. That's what it think. Basically, my point is sometimes when you get into a relationship, um, a marriage, anything, you plan for life to go one way and then it starts going another way. And I think the other person has to be careful not to take it personal that um, there are things that are beyond our control and that we just have to. So I agree with that. I actually, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. The thing that I don't agree with, is, well, I, I agree with that so much that the reality is like, so say if, if we're talking about, if we deal with health issues, then it's like, hey, let's not add to the problem. So if, like, if there's health issues, let's make sure we're eating healthy. Let's you talking about sure. my dog? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. It's like, if, if there's health issues, then let's make sure we're not adding to that so that right. it becomes more because see when, when you say the plans when the when the if god's plan is god's plan then there are things that can happen right there are things that can happen but it's but god's plan is not going to be moved just because situations happen it just means we have to focus more on the plan you know what I mean? So uh, the one thing God wants to see is couples, you know, face challenges together, work together, build together. And then next thing you know, well, this is his plan. It brought us together. I think about Adam and Eve and how weird this situation is. <laughs> this is probably like the worst day of mankind's life, right? They get kicked out of the garden, but they got kicked out together. Right. I was like, wait a minute. The last person I want to see is you. But you're the only person here, so please let's just forgive each other. Let's let's work this out. Right? We have nowhere to go. Let's work this out. Let's figure this out. And and, and it's not about. I, I think the issue is like not, not about her or him winning, but it's like, how about we let God win? Uh huh. Right. And you know, one of the biggest things since me being with you that I've had to completely change, like. I'm almost there. Instead of doing a 180, I'm probably about a 140, 150. But it, it's being offended. Like, because if you get offended about everything also in the relationship, huh? No, yeah. Because, like, yeah. that's why I had to, like, humble myself a lot and, and learn how to not, and not even just with you, but with everybody like not to get offended that was one of the biggest things i would get offended so easy about stuff and now um god has really worked with me on a offense but that can be in any marriage even a marriage where there's no abuse i'm just saying that's one of the main problems i see when people have communication issues is that when somebody talks to them about something or is honest they get very offended and then they lash out and then that person lashes back and then it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> never ending whirlwind of um laughing just because someone got offended and so but on the other hand too you got to be very careful sometimes how you say things like you can attract um more with kindness like that's how i am i'm not you know i'm that kind of person that it, if you speak to me kindly and trying to inspire <laughs> me i'm gonna you're gonna get a lot more out of me than if you come at me fussing and yelling and yeah yeah so 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 here's you know and i, I tell people all the time and, and wives of military guys you'll understand what i'm saying like that, that there's a military intensity that most civilians there's no job 
in the civilian world except being a police officer or a firefighter that understands the intensity that soldiers go through and so when when you know and that part of you never leaves once you go through boot camp it's like this is a state of being and you get and then you get thrown back in civilian world and you gotta hope everybody can vibe with you right so uh it, it's really intense so it's like you know Matt, I, I can only think about the woman that uh has had the house to herself for six months and, you know it's the kids they have their things that have, and then the dad comes home and it's like get up four o'clock in the morning you gotta go you gotta go you gotta do this you gotta do this and so there's this mission-minded intensity that civilians men or women civilians just don't get and so it's not actually this then it intensifies even more when that intensity connects with god right and so now you i saw this uh video a post that Rodika Lambert uh, had made, where it was like, as a pastor's wife, it was like life as a pastor's wife, and it shows uh, her, the husband waking up at three o'clock in the morning with a word from God while she's trying to sleep, and it's like, you know what I mean? And I know that you know you've you've seen that several times, uh, but no, but, never, I no. never, I've never experienced that. Oh yeah, it, it it gets real, folks. It gets real, you know the phone calls in the middle of the night, you know, uh, preaching, preaching in the front yard till four o'clock in the morning. All this, you know, so, so there's a, you know, there's a different life, but, but at the same time, a business owner, an entrepreneur, you know, they're going to do it too. And, and, and you do have to work on balance, right? You do have to work on balance. But what's interesting is those are all attributes of a good man or woman. You know, or someone who's focused, a visionary, passionate, zeal. The abusive woman will try to steal that from the man, crush him, you know, uh, try to crush him, steal him. And it's almost like, let me domesticate this. This, this guy was meant to be a tiger, but let me domesticate him. So now he's a lap dog. So what do you think with that? Though? Like, okay, so you get into a marriage, you marry someone and whether it's female or male, and then you all of a sudden realize, Hey, like this person is not treating me right. Like my life was better before then. Like they're literally putting me down every single day. I don't have faith in myself. I, um, you know, like, what do you do then? Like if you've already married, like the, the reality is that the, the, the reality is that the, the marriage is only going to last a, a little while longer before so, something will break. Some something will give, something will break, uh, and it it, okay. it, it won't Sometimes last. Maybe they just need counseling just to learn how to communicate better. And that's oh, this particular like, person, you are saying what is abusive abuse to you mentally and emotionally is totally not what is considered abuse to me. You know what I mean? Like I was so younger, this, right. So watch this. I'm going to show you something. We'll see. This is what I'm going to show you is that even in counseling the the abusive narcissistic woman that i'm told will play the role to make herself look believable so the therapist guess what the man's gonna do he's gonna do what he always does he'll play the role and play the victim he's not because he knows that if he tries that she's gonna go deeper into her role so he's just gonna say yeah whatever she says i'm the problem i'm the problem and then it's just and he goes deeper into being a slave and, and what 
disgusts me more than anything about the uh, abusive narcissistic woman is her ability to be happy mm. when she can clearly see the person she's supposed to love is absolutely miserable. But where, where, like to me, that is the that is the sign of the coldest of hearts. When I can see you, you know, completely miserable. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of your cat, right? I'm not a fan of your dog either. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not a fan of them because it's like, you know, I mean, that's not something we built together, right? So it's like I'm not a fan of it, right? Well, what's crazy is it when when I see how much it, you love them, I'm like, okay. I'm doing this for her. You know what I mean? And, and and the abusive narcissistic woman, just like you said, you didn't identify this. The abuse of, the, for, for men, and, the, and this is one of the dangers of men talking to men about women and women talking to women about men, but not talking to each other, is we could come to that understanding of how do you see abuse? What do you see as this? What do you see as that? I know women that can handle their men screaming and yelling at them. But, but seriously, this is, I'm being dead serious. They can handle them screaming and yelling. But if they talk to another woman at all, oh. Because for them, it's trust. Yeah, if I really had that issue, we would have been over after day one. Because you're always <laughs> ministering to somebody. <laughs> Male, oh, yeah, female, child, yeah. adult, it don't matter. Yeah, well, and, and, and see, and that's what I'm saying. Is that, you know, uh, when I, I when I look at men and women today, and I'm going like, you, you guys are not communicating. That's that's one of the things. And, and you said, you know, uh, hold on a second. We got a question. How should a spouse respond when the other spouse threatens to leave them? Huh? How should a spouse respond? The other spouse. So, um, that's a good that's a good question because it, when when there's a threat to leave, it provokes the guard to go up. But I tell people, when the guard goes up, let the guard go higher. When the guard goes up, keep your guard up, but you can let the guard go up, but also let God go higher. Right? Like pursue God more and faster. Uh, however, I think the biggest mistake when someone threatens is like, can the person see themselves? So, if, if, I, so if, if if I say, Crystal, I'm going to leave you, I want a divorce. Before I get there, I want to examine myself. Does that make sense? Most people have to examine themselves first uh, and see what's really going on. What do you got, Crystal? Well, I think one thing, when that happens, um, a lot of times the person that is being left, because if somebody says, I'm going to leave you, it's because they're feeling like abused, neglected, whatever. And the other person might just start um, saying, I'm sorry, I'll change, I'll do better. And then they go right, it's fine for a while, it's great. And they go right back into the pattern. So when you're threatening to leave someone and it's gotten to that point, the only way that you can really work it out is by putting God in the center and I think going to counseling together to learn how to communicate, um, whether it's with a pastor or someone, you've got to seek outside help. And just 
threatening to leave so that the person will act better, that's not ever going to work. Like there's still the issues. There's still what's going on. You can threaten to leave all day long, but nothing's going to change. Even if you do leave, you can't come back unless something is changing because, um, just the I, leaving isn't going to change anything. It's not like, yeah. like, Oh no, like they're threatening to leave me. I better start acting better. They're, they'll think yeah, they are. They might even be thinking genuinely like, Oh my gosh, I've pushed it too far. I'm going to do better. And then, but if they don't really have a change of heart, it's like a heart issue. It's good, just going to keep happening. It, like, really, they need it, really, it really is a heart issue. It, it really mm-hmm. is a heart issue. Um, you know, and, and my my concern, my my thoughts when I when I hear stuff like that, uh, you know, I'm a threat. You know, this, to me, it's like it gets worse. It's like a snowball effect. It gets worse. Like when kids are born, then it turns into, now we're going to leave you, right? You know, when kids are born, so it's like, you know, the the counseling, the the the, it's like, you know, get to the breach now, fix the situation now. Let's find out what's happening right now, because if we don't. If we don't deal with it right now, if there are future children coming, if there's a, you know, the one, the one thing that we know for sure is that conflict is coming. Right. You know, so it's like, if we don't become a team right now, when the pressure of reality shows up, are we going to have each other's backs? You know what I mean? And, and like for you and I, Crystal, we, we have a, um, a, a blended family. So I would, I would want you to, to, I would want us to be so, such a powerful team, right? That if one of us was to pass, like my kids would still be able to depend on you and see you as as mom and your kids be able to see me as, you know, Duke, <laughs> maybe not dad, but they were like Duke because they were older, you know what I mean? But, but it was like, they would still know that, hey, I'm a support system for them. I got their back, you know what I mean? Um, and when, when, like when people don't really gel the way they're supposed to as a couple, as a team, what ends up happening, what ends up getting sacrificed is this beautiful, beautiful opportunity to really create that tribal community that God loves. So that family that God loves so much. And we'll take a quick break, right quick. I want to show you guys this video from Hoodies for the Homeless. Hi, I'm Robert Shepard. America has approximately 580,000 homeless people. My area of Virginia estimates 5,783 people living on the streets. A Google search can show the homeless number in your state. You can make a difference. Please send a message that God loves the homeless and has not forgotten them. Go to www.comingsoonjesus.org and click on Fundraising. Purchase the Coming Soon Jesus t-shirt or hoodie. The CSJ team delivers the shirts and hoodies to homeless shelters, churches, and even directly to the homeless. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can help the homeless. Please go to www.comingsoonjesus.org. Purchase a t-shirt or hoodie for the homeless today. God bless you as you bless the homeless. All right, I'm back, uh, and uh, I guess Crystal froze again. <laughs> She's gonna Listen, guys, uh, we, listen, uh, we love, uh, we're going to be having a lot of these real conversations. 
um, just trying to, to, to help more people. And, and, and we know that my, 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 what my real prayer is, is that we're able to help people by talking about conversations that maybe normally don't get talked about, but really do, do need to get talked about. When I started thinking about uh, how many, you know, the, the reality that men and men are talking about women and women, I was just like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> you know, like the idea of men getting advice about women from men, doesn't it just sound horrible? Yeah. It, yeah it but, but I know it's vice versa, but I'm just saying, doesn't that sound terrible? Right. That's why I think sometimes the best, and I've talked about counseling a lot because I really do think talking sometimes, because I'm a very private person, just because I know how it is. Like, you have to be careful what you put out there because people will pray against you. And that's the reason why. It's not like I'm trying to hide something. I just don't trust a lot of people sometimes um, to be praying instead of gossiping. Gossiping. Right. So, um, anyway, I think that the best is when, especially if you're a Christian couple, that if you're having issues that you're counseled by another Christian couple, like that have had a steady, good, um, God-centered marriage for a long time. And I think that is the best other than going, well, of course, and some people just need individual therapy, but when it comes to getting counseling as a couple, I think you're best being counseled by a couple because there's two different um, perspectives, the male and the female. Right. right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that I think about when I, when I hear you say that is uh, it's literally impossible for, because we're not going to have a successful relationship if we don't appreciate each other's uniqueness, each other's journey, right? So, Unless you grew up with this person every single day of their, their life, when you meet someone, you got to get caught up to how they became the way they did, why they became the who, the what, the way. And, and, and then you have to ask yourself, you know, I don't think anything's wrong with this for someone to say, hey, that's a little bit much for me. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, and so it's like, well, then let's stop here and not proceed. And I'm talking about this is before marriage, by the way. Like, yeah. be, this is where you know this friend category because I can't deal with what comes with you. What what one thing that I don't understand and I can't even comprehend is when especially um you see this is a lot when women do this that um with their spouse, like of course and it's already known that normally when people get married, the female family is who they go to the most, whoever the female in the relationship is, that's usually where they spend um, more time. But the wives who um, kind of like also abuse their mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and in-laws basically, like to yeah. me that's horrific. Like if you love someone, you would never want to hurt someone that they love that much. Like even with your mom, like I know your mom's been aggravated with me a few times, but I've never <laughs> like... Ever. Like I could never imagine in a million years being purposely mean or rude to her. You know, that's yeah. your mom. That's like she ha was the most important woman in your life. Um, she raised you. You love her. Like I, 
that's to me is horrible. Like I can't imagine that somebody would do that. Like I was married, you know, before 17 years and my mother-in-law sometimes would drive me crazy, but it was the same way. I never once said one unkind thing to her in all that time. And it was just because that was my ex-husband's mom. Like that's, that should be hands off. You don't do that. Now there's, I'm not saying you can't set healthy boundaries. That's different, but to just be mean and belittle and well, I think Disrespect. these abusive women, I think these abusive women who are, uh, you know, they want to see how much power they have, how much control, and they don't want competition. And so they want to know that That's they crazy. have the power. Uh, you know, honestly, but you know what? So, the, so here's the thing. And this is where it gets fun and exciting. Like, since we're really untangling some stuff and really talking about some stuff. So one of the things that happens, right, is like, you, you, it's you, not naturally sometimes it's, it's like the mom, right? The mom has to give up her baby. And so, first thing is this new chick, <laughs> this new chick who's going to take her baby, this new chick. So, especially if the man, like in my situation where my mom straight up told me, don't introduce me to no more of your girlfriends. You know, don't introduce me to uh, fiance. You know, I, I, you know, when you get when the marriage happens, you introduce me then. You know, like so. Interesting enough. Interesting enough. Uh, a lot of times, I notice that moms are very protective over the sons, right? You a mama's boy. You know, especially I'm a mama's boy, so I know. You know what I mean? So here's what happens, though. It's it's very interesting when when the 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 uh, for the abusive narcissist they know that the mom is the number one threat. Like, she's the number one target. Like, men tell men, if you ever get locked up, you go to jail, you punch the biggest guy you can right in the face. Right? right? Well, the, the abusive narcissist chick, she knows that mom is the number one target because she's the only other woman that had access to this guy's heart. And that right, woman, and that can give advice, like, that the, they're going to listen to. Like, that's what it is. I think sometimes the women that do abuse that way they're so afraid that their true colors are showing and that that mother-in-law is going to give him advice of hey this isn't right you're not being treated right like because they can see it they know their child better than anybody on earth like like that's how it is with my son like but i had to be very careful um with him with it Huh? You play a different game than I do. You you, yeah. you acknowledge girlfriends and boyfriends. I don't. I'm like, man, like <laughs> whatever, dude. Let's get everybody. I got a treat for you guys. Uh, I'll treat. So Faith. Faith has uh, been working on this for a while. Uh, finally, we have the commercial done for the new uh, for Bright Herd uh, LLC. So check this out. This is our new business partner Brian Hurd LLC. Hope you, hope you enjoy. Uh, I'm going to show this to you. Faith is doing a great job. If you need a commercial, uh, we will actually make your commercial for your commercial video for you. We're trying to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. Uh, and we want to work with you guys. But uh, this is the new Bright Herd commercial. Uh, and we do it at a fraction of the price that other people do it for. And it's good quality. I mean, a 60 second commercial, I mean, it usually costs, you know, it could cost like thousands of dollars depending on oh. what you're getting in with it with all the editing and shooting and stuff. Sure. And 
our prices are amazing because we just want to help people. Here we go. Greetings, fellow business owners. I'd like to post. Our technology. Hope. Successfully achieve this entity that's all business international organ at Bright Herd LLC. Our commitment lies in aiding you to transforming your brilliant concept into reality. Tire requirements for mobile apps, game development, and digital web development. Ensuring security, user friendliness, and most importantly, illuminating your bright message. Our ultimate goal is to see your success and satisfaction shining brightly. Uh, oh, did, you, did you freeze again? Oh, there you go. Happy Faith, did it. Faith did a phenomenal job uh, with that. And Chris, you did an amazing job with the voiceover. That was I know. So Can you imagine my voice being that deep? It was so cool. <laughs> no, but, um, no, you did do an amazing job with it. You and Faith was y'all's collaboration well i want to tell everybody out there we're working on we're putting together the package for you so you can fill out forms and all that stuff because we want to try to you know keep everything organized i'm working on being organized i i know that i'm known as the spontaneous crazy guy but i want to try out this whole organized mature <laughs> i know it was funny i looked in your book and i'm like i'm so proud of you you like to have your passwords all in one place and then faith was like oh i did that <laughs> <laughs> but i've been going by it though i've been going by the schedule uh, I, I've, I've been i've been working it man i've been I'm trying to get more organized uh it's hard uh because there's so much to uh <laughs> hold on one second you get off your phone yeah, it was, what? You just did it. That was you. That really was you. That, was, you, that really was you. On the, you said, get off your phone. Oh, I used to prank my family members all the time. Like one time I called my dad in this voice and said I was like a police officer and that people have said that he's been going around the neighborhood peeking in their windows. And my dad didn't <laughs> know it was me. And my mom knew, like, she just knows my personality. So she thought it was funny. And then my dad was like, Jimmy, what are they talking about? I didn't do that. Why, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's jacked up. Like, your dad, <laughs> I can see your dad be like, man, I can see him stressing out. Uh, so a lot of here's, here's, here's the thing is that I think that uh, a, a lot of people um, don't understand 
that the, the, the damage that we do to each other when we don't treat each other right. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is, that's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Uh, because treating each other right is, is something that, you know, there's always somebody out there that will. And here's where, where it really gets complicated. When there, when, when there is somebody out there that will treat you right, and that energy, that power of being treated right truly is resonate. Like, it's true that synergy is happening. There's not people listen, guys. There's nothing you can do about it. You can lose the one. And I, I hate that this is true, but I want people to know you can genuinely lose the person you're with because there's always somebody out there willing to do it the right way. And what scares me about that, what scares me about that is a lot of people will stay in the toxic situation because they might feel like, oh, this is what God wants for me. This is this. But it's like, guys, to be totally honest with you, when I looked at how Esther came in to King Xerxes' life, it was because his wife, uh, King Xerxes' original wife, humiliated him. When I looked at uh, how God is and the patterns of God's character, he goes with where the honor is. He doesn't lose himself, but he follows the honor. And what I try to tell people is that's why that, that the scripture talks about the neglect and that that's also being a part of abuse, uh, not honoring, dishonoring. Like when God does things like warn us and say, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And, and he says, wives, honor and respect your husband. He's, he's literally, literally giving us the keys on how to save a marriage. But if you want to play with that, you want to mess with that, it's up to you. Look, guys, we're out of time. We love you guys. We got to, I got to be up at 6 in the morning. We're going to be in Flow Church, Newport News at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, we're doing, we're baptizing a whole bunch of people tomorrow. Really? In, in what Newport church? News, Flow Church. Uh, with Mike Mines, and we're going to be there, uh, and I get the privilege of baptizing uh, a bunch of people tomorrow. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Uh, that's why I thought it was unique when you started talking about baptism earlier this week. I'm like, she doesn't even know that. No, wait. Real quick, that's what I was saying. The other night, I was having um, some health. Well, I've been having health problems, but I was having some scary things happening. And anyway, I just turned on Matthew from the beginning and listened to it. When I fell asleep, I was listening to where um, the baptism and then John the Baptist became headed. Then the next morning when I woke up, I caught on my phone. And then the first thing that was playing was Mark about the baptism. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's too cool. That's too cool. I know. So we will be in Newport News Flow Church. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, we'll be filming it. So uh, this is going to be really exciting. I love you guys. Be good to each other out there.